0: Perhaps space that today is the Fourth of July, and you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression or persecution.
3: Six minutes and 18 seconds after the hour of 11 in this, the month of May, in the year of our Lord, 2008. Thank you for coming along and making it part of your listening day. We are live from the lushly appointed yet not overly ostentatious studios of AM 970, Silent State Radio. This, my friends, is the Rick Emerson cavalcade of whimsy. Thank you, and join us, that ye may laugh and be mirthful. It's uh, 503-733-2970. If you'd like to join us today, it is Wednesday. Wednesday, now just 33 hours away from Rick Emerson Listener Party 11, uh, happening tomorrow night, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, tomorrow night uh, at uh, 8 p.m. at the Crystal Ballroom. Uh, Rick Emerson Listener Party 11, tomorrow night, Thursday, May 15th, 8 p.m., the Crystal Ballroom. uh, Doors open at 7, and you want to be there uh, fairly early. Last time was a bit of a wait to get in, so you want to be there earlier rather than later uh, tomorrow. Uh, So that is 33 hours away. We will talk more about that as we roll on through today's program. It's 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. For your comments, questions, clarifications, two cents, conventions, whatever you might have. Uh, Richie Bristol standing by, ready, willing, and able to pass along your observations about the interesting, the groundbreaking, the tedious, the mundane, uh, the what have you. And a big thanks to Richie Bristol who picked up uh, Tim's clothing and my... I don't mean picked up our clothing. You know what I'm talking about.
4: Left it all over the (laughs) floor. Wait a
3: minute. That, makes it even worse. <laughs> that, that doesn't sound. That doesn't sound any better. Uh, Richie was kind enough to pick up uh, the garb that we're going to be wearing tomorrow. Uh, he picked that up for us today, so I didn't have to drive all over town to get that. So thank you, Richie Bristol.
4: out to all those people who are in the uh, formal wear
3: place. Oh man! Having to put up with those prom mothers. Oh, the, the prom season. Riding in on the broomsticks. <laughs> I can't. I can't even. when I went in last week to get, you know, just kind of get to get, pick out whatever I was going to wear for tomorrow. I told you about the this, this stringy-haired kid who came in who had, you know, like the, you know, you know, you know, the the the, uh, the flesh eaters T-shirt or whatever, or some metal band, uh, and he's just all he's, he, and he's that kind of with that weird kind of spotty teenage misfit where he's thin and fat all at once. You know, he's just sort of, hi, I'm here to pick up my tux. You know, and he's just so, and his girlfriend is wearing, every, everything the girlfriend wears is like either Nightmare Before Christmas or Hello Kitty. Uh, and you know that she's got razor blade earrings somewhere that she wears, and it's just a whole bad thing. But the mom was worse than both of them. The mom, Go in this. Put on your shoes. Make sure your pants are straight. Pick out a good cummerbund. I'm not paying this so you can look bad. And it was just like, it was like Mrs. Krabappel or, you know, Mrs. Broflovsky or something. It was terrible. Yeah, when I was in there, there was this mother who
4: just couldn't be pleased. Oh, there were three people in there trying to make this woman happy, And they were doing the best they can, and this mother just wanted to
3: be the biggest the wicked witch of the web. And you know, well, mothers are never happy. I mean, I think when it, when it comes to proms, I don't think dads really... Dads are just too worried about whether the kid's going to be trying to stick it to the daughter later in the evening So the dad. That's all the dad really worries about. The dad is just, the dad and the prom date, you know, the guy, the dad and the male prom date are always just having that, look, we both know the deal, and we both know that I will kill you if anything happens. That's understood among us and between us as men. Go have sex with all the women you like, but if you touch my daughter, I will cut off your testicles. And that's it, and that's, it, that's, that's the whole thing about prom night, when the guy comes over to pick up the girl. That's never discussed, it's never spoken about, it's never really said out loud. But it's a known thing that happens between the man and, uh, and the dad. The mom, though, is the one who's just back there trying to relive her own teenage years by dressing up her daughter like she was some sort of life-size Barbie doll. What? No poodle skirts? <laughs> totally. Um, and, and, you know, and and I don't know if they still do this, but when I, when I was a boy, when I was in high school, they would. I don't know why they thought this was a good idea, like so many things in the 80s, but they would give you the boutonniere that was then sprayed to be all glittery. Which I guess was supposed to be stylish, but I think it's just sort of trashy. I'm not sure whether that's stylish or not. I think you have to be a special kind of person to pull that off. I was not, by the way. Anyway, uh so Richie Bristol uh, was nice enough to pick up uh, uh the uh Thank you, the duds uh that Tim and I'll be wearing tomorrow. So and uh, Sarah, did you were you getting like some you were doing some thing last night, right? With your
5: uh No, oh yeah, well I never really figured that out.
3: All right, I'm okay. just gonna
5: have to grab a bunch of bobby pins and just stick it up. You
3: should totally do that. You should have the full undress and then curlers.
5: No, seriously, that's what I'm going to do. I don't... Because I'm not going to sit there and have my hair done for like three hours before I'm supposed to be there. Like, it's just... It's impractical because I wouldn't be able to get ready. Yeah. You're
3: going to be like Liv Tyler and that thing you do just sitting there while the uh, jazz music plays on the soundtrack having your hair done.
5: Yeah, I just have I have a big box of bobby pins. so I'm just going to stick them all in there and get my hair up some way.
3: Can I just tell you this? that I don't know how bobby pins work. I mean, I know they do, but you look at bobby pins, and the only use I've ever seen of bobby pins is in like an old 1940s noir films where the gumshoe is using them to get open the skeleton key lock.
4: It's so, just one of those mouse caps that can't be made any better. That's totally... I mean, it's just it's, it's
3: one of those devices that women know how to use, and I have no idea how it actually functions.
5: It's just... A clip,
3: right? But I just mean,
5: attaches to your hair. You just
3: and you put it, in, and, and so it's like a sort of spring-loaded tweezers, almost, right? That's a bobby yeah, pin. Yeah, like,
5: exactly. It's like tweezers, but it's but it's a clip, and they're they're flat together.
3: Here's the only other use I know for bobby pins, because I'm a man. The only other use I know for bobby pins is in uh, is in Bugs Bunny cartoons to linger in the air momentarily after that witch has gone. Splitter! And then she she shoots off screen, and there's just her bobby pins floating in the air for in front of the other ground. That's all. That's all I know about bobby pins. All right. There ought to be a porn star named Bobby Pins. Why do I hear this loud hum right after you hit the counter? I don't know. Let us let me hit the counter again. No, it's still, still there. there. It sounds like there might be. That is the sound we get when your computer is up. Is your computer, is the channel for Tim's computer open?
5: It always is.
3: There you go. Gone. All right. Uh, in any event, it's 503-733-2970. We well, I'll just... When, the, when it's turned up, I'll just shout really loudly so nobody can hear the hum. Uh, Amanda Moyer will be joining us today. Moyer to talk about uh, the West Virginia primary, which Hillary won like 975,000 to 1 or something. Uh, so the toothless rube demographic turned out and apparently supports the Clintons wholeheartedly. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, we will talk to CNN, ready correspondent, Ed McCarthy. Haven't talked to Ed in a while. Uh, we will talk to Ed McCarthy about Barry Bonds, uh, who was indicted on like 900 charges of being a... Being a dick, I think. Uh, Steve Kastenbaum will be joining us today uh, from New York City. Uh, we'll talk to Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com. Uh, what else? Uh, Roastmaster Carl Click will be joining us here uh, in a few minutes. He'll be calling in uh, to give us a heads up on what sort of whimsicality he might be presenting tomorrow at Brick Emerson Listener Party 11. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, top five today. Man, we had a great top five. I haven't written up the form for it, and there's still one song that i got to find. And i got to figure out exactly how to phrase it. It's a great top five. It's one of those top fives. We, I'll tell you now, we, like so many top fives, it may get bumped because it's a busy show today. But it's great. It is the top five 80s metal bands who had a huge hit and then vanished forever. And that probably the, the average person has never even heard of. These aren't like no-hit bands. These aren't no-names. I mean, they had hits. Uh, these are bands that came out, had a big hit, and then just vanished like, uh, like so much ether into the air. So I got it right here. I got to find one still, but that's a good list. I put that together with Dan Bozick, James Robinson, and Chris Paddock. Sort of a joint effort today. Oh, and Dave Zinn wants us to help him uh, wants us to help him uh, figure out how to vote. Uh, so he's going to come down with his ballot later, and we'll tell him what to think about everything. Uh that what? Sounds... No, th- well, because he was reading me some of the like some of the, the constitutional amendment things that I don't understand what any of them mean. And he read them two, three, four times out loud, and okay, I had no gave idea. an
4: explanation in the voters' guide. It's
3: online. Yeah, I read that, and that didn't help either.
4: Well, just pick anything you want, That's Well, that's what we're going to do. It's not my ballot. Uh, doesn't matter to me. Um, Which ones have them stumped? Like, who to vote for?
3: President or. What's that? Who to vote for
4: for president? <laughs> he just doesn't. He I doesn't know. know the difference between. He's
3: thinking about going for the white nationalist socialist people's party, but I, uh, I'm trying to dissuade him. Tim Riley's working on the following stories for your edification today. Well, cops are forced to shoot an armed man at a home in
4: Northeast where another dead woman is found inside. A Florida teenager burning her love letters starts a wildfire. A Florida man sets himself on fire and breaks his girlfriend's cell phone because she won't have relations with him. A Milwaukee family lives in a house of feces. Malala Middle School students protest the no-hunging rule. Hillary vows never to go away.
3: <laughs> that should just be here. I'm never leaving. Fantastic. Wonderful. And uh, if you were listening to this very fine radio station last night, you heard breaking news on the election all throughout the evening, didn't you, Tim? Absolutely. From the CBS Election Center, manned by one Tim Riley. All right. Joined today, as always, by the lovely and talented Tarek Stillman. Hello. Hello. You look great today, by the way.
5: Thanks. I'm going to... Um, My friend owns, like, a satchel company, so I'm going to be taking some pictures with her and her bags today.
3: You're kind of weirding me out, though, today, because you look good, but you look very... It's an 80s look. It is... It looks very 80s. Um... And which I don't mean in a bad way. This is the people say, "Well, the '80s like it's a like it's a bad thing." Just the '80s, like every decade, had good good looks, bad looks, looks that were neither. Mm-hmm. That's a good look. It's just it is it is, it is it looks strange. like so many girls that I went to high school with. Uh, so it's kind of it's kind of yeah, freaking know, me out a little bit. I this
5: vest. I found it at Goodwill for like four bucks, and I thought it was like the most tacky amazing thing I've ever seen.
3: So Sarah's wearing a um, uh, a white short sleeve shirt. What is the logo?
5: Oh, it's a baby girl boutique shirt.
3: Okay, uh, it's so it's like with some arrows and whatever. So it's a white uh, shirt with then like a gray plaid. Is that what that's called? Yeah. Uh, like a gray plaid vest over it. Uh, and then you got the black rubber band bracelet thing on your right oh, wrist. Oh yeah, I
5: never take these off. You those, need a calculator but... watch. And then I stole.
3: <laughs> so you're wearing a calculator watch.
5: I stole. This is uh, this is farmer's watch. Yeah. You left it at my house. Sorry if you're listening. So are you gonna be? To
3: wear it. Right, I'm just saying. It's a... How's he supposed to know what time to go out in the fields? <laughs> By the sun, Tim. The spirit god will tell him. All right. So, and I did
5: put more purple in my hair because we tried to dye it pink, and it just did not. Like, I put a little bit of blue in. I guess we put in too much, and so it turned out like this weird purple color. Now,
3: your dress is black, so you don't have to match your hair to your dress this time, right? No, no. Right. I never
5: do anyway. So it, yeah, it turned out more of a purple than a red. All
3: right. Fantastic. Well, you look great. Thanks. Not as good as you'll look tomorrow, though.
5: Oh, God. When I pass out from stage fright?
3: Yes. Well, before that. You probably look less hot, passed out. Depending on who one is. <laughs> you do
5: very well on stage. So. No, no, no. You're. uh No, not when I'm reading stuff. I'm just trying to. I'm just going to keep. But like my friend Heather's coming over today, and we're going to drink multiple bottles of wine, and I'm just going to read it over and over and over and over if and over.
3: If it makes you feel it. better, I haven't practiced my roast at all.
5: I haven't. Not eaten, one bit. Yeah.
3: Not one tiny little bit. I, I just... did
5: once this morning, and that's it.
3: I'm not complaining. I'm really not. But I'm just saying, there's been so many details to put together, so many things to tie up. Uh, I just so many small uh, items that we are getting finalized. Uh, you know, the first time I look at my roast will be like tomorrow afternoon. That'll be it. And then I'll try not to suck. So.
5: But you're okay. You're good at the memorization. You fancy yourself a, a bit of an actor. Well, I do not.
3: I try. I try and usually fail. We uh, we were shooting one of our uh, one of our small films, and the, my memorization sort of failed me there. But, all right. Um. Hey, Richie Bristol, do we know who any of these people are? By which, by any of these people, I mean, are, are any of these people Carl Click? I just want to be able to. I know that Carl is a bit of a schedule, oh. so if, if one of these folks is Carl Click, I will. Uh, I think he's on the air soon. Um, I think. Well, he said he would call in. I think it was eleven twenty. Uh, we were looking. So we'll, we'll keep. We'll keep uh, an ear out for him. As it is, saying, "All right, well, okay, none of them are Carl." So uh, Carl Click will be joining us here in a few. Let's see. Oh, by the way, um, I don't even know how to. Uh, I got all of this stuff to get to. Um, okay, what would you rather hear? Depressing Hillary news, or uh, sort of a titillating thing?
5: I don't know, Sarah. I think I'd like to go for titillating. Titillating. Um, titillating it is.
3: So, uh, so as you know, uh, taboo adult video is uh, you know one of our one of the sponsors of the party, and they I have a little. Titillating. Well, they you don't even know. You have no idea. So. Oh God. So this there's two great things. A, um, I got this, Rick, um, and this is from Tom who is one of the corporate merchandise buyers, works with Taboo, blah, 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 who's, uh, you know, proud advertiser at the station, one of our many fine-paying clients, and who are, uh, you know, who are one of the sponsors of the Listener Party as well. Um, so Tom is also a fan, a listener. I think we met him at the Lycus event. Rick, wanted to let you know that Vivid Productions has released a new Jimi Hendrix sex tape. I'll have copies next week. I'll be sure to let you have some if you want. There have been legal issues concerning the tape, so I'm not sure how long it's going to be around. Uh, I'll drop one off. So I think the Hendrix family is already trying to get it taken off the market. He saved us a copy. Just, you know, because we're all longing to see it. But uh, So that, and then here's the other thing. I, so we have the panel of roasters who are going to be at the listener party tomorrow. Um, in manner of the Oscars, the Grammys, Sundance, uh, there will be gift bags for all the roasters, uh, featuring a whole variety and smattering of, uh, of wonderful things that I'm not going to reveal right here. But so each roaster gets a gift bag. Each roaster also gets taboo video, is So great. They You'll have to go see these during the break. We should take a picture of it. Taboo video dropped off, in addition to our regular gift bags for the roasters, which is, you know, uh, you know some, from some of the other advertisers, some of the other clients, Taboo dropped off a huge gift-wrapped, like, crate, a mystery crate for each of the roasters. And they're all in the promotions office like a big stack of Christmas presents. Like, they're all in this really festive, like, nowhere does it say, like, pornography. Like, it's it's just a, it's all, it looks like wrapping paper from a kid's birthday party. So there's a huge pile of really brightly wrapped packages in there. Uh, each of them from Taboo. No one knows what's inside, but one, you know each of the roasters gets one of those. So there will be the uh, the great and terrible uh, moment where everybody gets their uh, gets their Taboo gift box uh, right there, and then Byron and Storm begin, um, you know, begin act- acting out with whatever's in there. So anyway, yeah, uh, you know we, we, during the break, I'll go show you the pile of so we have the, gift, see these crates. the gift bags for the roasters. So and the four
5: promotions people have to bring the crates to the crystal.
3: Yeah, well, the, I mean, one of the promoting, I mean, the street team—that's I mean, okay. what street teamers are for. I mean, really, I, I don't it's mean
4: an entry-level job.
3: That's what I'm saying. It I don't can't be folding T-shirts all the time. I don't mean to sound like I'm talking down, but I mean that's street team is exactly right. That's what's. That is what street teamers are made for. Street teamers, you know what they are? Street teamers are like little worker sugar ants of the radio world. You know what I mean? Where the Queens kinda sits back in the stage, you know, back in the back in the nest or whatever and says, you know, like, Bring me pieces of sand Rotate my tires <laughs> exactly. So, like, whenever you see ants dragging along a huge thing that's disproportionately large, like a piece of a bread, like a like a corner piece of toast or something, and there's five thousand ants who are working on taking this piece of bread back to the nest, those are street team ants. That's what that's what those
4: are. Blow up these balloons by hand. <laughs> we need ten. Need, we need ten thousand balloons power this afternoon. Start blowing.
3: <laughs> Put a little of that youthful energy into that. <laughs> Let's welcome now to The Rick Emerson Show, our good friend and roast master, K2's Carl Click. Hello, sir.
0: Good. Hey, I'm doing fine. How are you guys doing? I uh,
3: am uh, Dandy. Carl, how's life?
0: I'm fine. And what did you call me? I'm sorry? Did you call me the roast? No, I don't think The
3: so. roast master, sir.
0: Oh, roast?
1: Uh,
0: I thought this was a toast. I'm in big trouble.
1: Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Really, Carl? <laughs> Hi. No, actually, I'm the glorious roast bastard. I decided.
3: Yes, are you? Have you been? Uh, now, I have not seen the script. I haven't seen what anybody's written. I don't know what anybody's submissions are like. Um, I've had, you know, I've talked with uh, D- Todd and Joni, who've been the, sc- the script supervisors for this, and, and they uh, they've given everything a big thumbs up so far. So apparently, it's uh, apparently everybody's very excited to hear your presentation and your roast mastering most roast mastering skills at work, Carl.
0: Oh well, that's good. I, I don't want to disappoint, but uh, I think with the uh, with the subject matter, it's pretty easy, isn't it?
3: Really, with it, uh, the raw material, the clay that I've given you to mold.
0: Yeah. And so, uh, are you guys all excited about this? Or is it yeah. gonna be a uh, is it gonna be a pack? I mean, am I talking to like ten, twelve people, or what are we talking about? Probably about like fifteen. I, I would say. say
3: fifteen. Yeah, maybe maybe okay. seventeen at the outset if I can convince my mom to come. So uh, yeah, like a book club. Yeah. So no no pressure. Don't worry about it at all. It's nothing. To, nothing to worry about. No, it's. It is. You know, these we. You know, it remains to be seen. One, one, one. I, I just don't even know when you're. I mean, it's one of those things where Sarah and I have just had all everything in the last few days. There's been sort of a death march here trying to get everything sort of uh, done for this. So it's. Uh, it's going to be a good time. I'll tell you this. We are telling people uh, to show up early. Uh, the doors open at seven. The whole event starts at eight, but we are telling people to get there early, 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 uh, because the last time, and actually the time before that, there was a, there was a line and there was a, the people had there was difficulty getting in last time. So we are telling people to get there early for this one, uh, because that way you're not going to be stuck outside like with your golden ticket going. But I come on, you know. So well,
5: it seems like the people at the crystal are pretty efficient, though. I'm sure that they'll get people. And the, in the crystal's like, a good sized place. And yeah. The
3: crystal's a big place too, so we're going to have room for people. So
5: is this is
0: there a uh, bouncer up front uh, separating the cool people from the uncool people? So, uh... Then, I have I have some friends back at the uncool table.
5: By us being the uncool. I, table. I was just going to
3: say, to which category do you believe you go, Carl? Oh,
0: I know I'm as far down the uncool. Do you oh. want to go back to junior high, and middle school? As
3: long as as long as you're zen with that. If you'd like, if you'd like to make you feel more comfortable, we can have a table where you and your friends sit, and then we'll have some football players come by and spit on them occasionally. I
0: Excellent. believe I'm the most
3: of the uncool. <laughs> well, you know, it's sort of a you are, the thing at the Tim Riley is that you are so unhip that you kind of slingshot around the sun and become hip again.
4: Why? Thank you. I don't know what that means.
3: You know what I mean? Tim Riley? you are so square that you suddenly become a Hepcat. Do you
4: feel better now, Carl?
0: So, uh, who are these? uh, You have some talented people here. Who are you guys most interested in hearing speak? Why, you, of course. Oh no! <laughs> don't be sucking up. Uh. I
3: say that to everybody. I say that to everybody who's called in. When Storm called in. Storm, you, we're looking forward to you most of all. Uh, yeah, I sure. don't know the, the thing about it. Everybody's gonna be a little different because there's you, there is Storm, there's Byron, there's Peter Carlin, there's Gordon Fatboy. So everybody is, everybody's gonna be uh, gonna be different. So we are, we're looking forward to it, my friend.
0: And, and no hard feelings, right? No, no, know. Uh, you know, Everybody's ready to be made fun
3: of. Uh, you know what? Uh,
5: well, this is the Rick Emerson roast, so we're all ready to hear Rick Emerson be made fun of.
3: Uh, well, some of us are maybe more prepared than others.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all
3: right. Are you prepared, Carl Klick? Mm-hmm. Because you're going to get some slings and arrows your way as well.
0: Oh, am I? Oh, yeah. I'll wear my armor. Uh, wear a cup. Uh, yeah, wear a cup. Uh, yeah, I I think I can handle it. We we'll, we will see though, I guess.
3: All right, my friend, well, I let you, I'll let you get back to it. Um so we will see you tomorrow night for Rick Emerson Listener Party 11, Emerson's 11. Roastmaster Carl Click. Thank you, Carl.
0: What time is the call? ride? I'm sorry? The car, isn't there a limo for this?
3: Yes, we're going to no, we're we're going to have uh Now it seems like there ought to be a joke there. I was going to have something a about a piggyback. There. We'll have a street teamer blah blah blah. We'll send a segue for you.
0: Good Looking forward to it. We'll Thank you, y'all.
3: Carl. All right, there you go. Carl Click, ladies and gentlemen. All right, fantastic. Carl Click, the Rosemaster. Uh Let us do a couple of these, and then we'll take a break. Uh, let's see. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. Sarah. Hey, hello. Hi,
6: hey. Uh, I had a couple of questions about your uh, other upcoming events, uh, about the Pajama Bowl.
3: Coming Sunday uh, the 18th, uh, Sarah and I are going to be yep. bowling for the Trillium yep. Center, which is for foster kids at Big Al's. Yeah, that is happening Sunday at 2 p.m.
6: I was wondering, uh, are Tim
7: and Richie going to be there as well? Uh, I will not be there. Tim, I have a previous
3: engagement. Tim, yeah, Tim has prior engagement. I think Richie, uh, Richie may be there, though, because CBS Radio as a whole. CBS Radio Portland is doing this, so I do believe Richie will be in attendance, yes. All
6: right. Yeah, I didn't think Tim would want to step foot in the Couv. No,
3: Tim tries not to leave his house unless he absolutely has. I've
7: been him. at the Couv before. And uh, anyone can go
6: to this, right?
3: Uh, on the Sunday, the pajama bowl.
6: Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, I was wondering if I could, uh, you know, maybe uh, get a chance to meet you guys, maybe get a picture or something?
3: Absolutely not. Oh. No, of course, it's, yeah, we're not, it's, I'm not the Pope, dude. Yeah, yeah. to show up okay. on Sunday, we'll be, dude, we're going to be in pajamas bowling. I mean, how exclusive can we really afford to be? It's not like we can, we, we can't really, how elitist could we possibly act? Yes, absolutely. Come on by, introduce yourself, and uh, we'll say howdy, and, uh, you know, and so forth.
6: Yeah, well, that place is pretty fancy. I think they got some uh, private rooms and stuff.
3: Well, you and I will just have to find some alone time then, won't we?
6: All right. Thank you, Corey. Yeah, no problem. Bye now.
3: Uh-huh. Hi, oh, you're on the Recursion Show. Hello, Tim's actually physically recoiling from the phone. Hi, hello.
6: Hey, Rick, how's it going? What's up? Uh, I'm only calling because I, I heard this over again where I got owned on the air last yesterday from uh, from the Riptide question. Yeah, that's because you uh, didn't
3: know robots. You called yesterday yeah. about robots and failed.
6: I wanted to see if you knew anything more. Do you know the name of the helicopter?
3: Uh, that I don't, actually.
8: That was the Screaming Mimi.
3: Yeah, all right. How do you feel? Yes. Do you feel like you've uh, dug yourself out of your emotional hole from yesterday?
8: Does that, that make up for really.
3: the horrible emptiness of your knowledge on uh, Monday? No. All right, I think so. All right, thank you. Hey.
6: Yes. All, right. all right,
3: bye. Final call, then we're going to break. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello.
6: Hey, Rick. This is Lauren. What's up? Lauren. <laughs> Whatever. What's up? Uh, I feel like a tool, and I know I'm rehashing from yesterday, but I need a date. My girlfriend dumped me, too. We forget that. So.
5: Oh, that's a bummer. Well, you sound
3: real up about it. You sound like you're dealing well.
6: Well,
9: she sucks. So.
3: <laughs> By the way, just as a side note, that Bobby girl who needs a date, um, maybe she doesn't want me to say this, but oh, I'm her, sure she does. her ex emailed me. And this is actually, not, hear me out, though. her ex emailed me, and he's like, and it's something like, something you need to know about Bobby. I'm like, oh, God. And I read it, and he said, this is actually really nice. And so maybe she doesn't want this air, but I will say it anyway. She's the, Her ex emailed me and said, a lot of girls might come on and say Star Trek, geek, nerd, blah, 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 whatever, just because they want to play to the audience. He's like, she's 100% real. Like she's exactly as she describes herself. She's beautiful. She's geeky in all the in all the best ways. She's cool.
5: She's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> I'm still alive and now I'm all Why? alive. Why? can get
1: her back by using the Why? radio. God,
0: <laughs>
3: it's uh, not fair. But he did note that you know they're not together anymore, but that she is just as cool as she makes herself sound, and that uh, and that everything that she's the, that she's she's a catch for any man. So, but you uh, on the other hand are also single.
6: I am, and actually, uh, no. I quit. I quit drinking, so I'm not an a-hole anymore, mm-hmm. um, and I've lost almost 80 pounds. Is that
3: wow. is that grief weight? Yeah.
6: Is that yeah, sitting in, in, in your bedroom last, alone? Couple, yeah. In the last couple of weeks, I've lost 80 pounds.
3: Okay. well, All right. Uh, well, um, I'm not sure that we can that we can help you right at this moment, uh, but uh, drop me an email. Remind me about this. We might uh, bring it up later on in the day. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Thank you, sir. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>
4: Yeah. Uh, bye. Bye. All right. There you he go. He seems like a catch for any lady.
3: Yeah.
5: I like Lauren. He's a, he's actually a really nice guy. No,
3: he's a really nice guy. He is. He is. Richie. Richie. I've got a girl for him. Yeah. All right.
5: <laughs> is her name Rochelle? Yeah,
3: Seriously. Um. All right, and we we probably have to take a break here, right? Then we have uh, somebody coming mm-hmm. up. We have Ed Mc- or Steve Katsomov coming up in a few minutes. All right. There's so much more to get to. Uh. So Rick Emerson listener party. Uh. Eleven happening in thirty-two and a half hours. Stay there. Back after this. Don't go anywhere. Really? I mean, I
1: didn't say that.
3: <laughs> ah! Way to keep it together, Sarah.
1: Thanks. <laughs>
5: Way to not buckle under the pressure.
3: Fantastic. It's 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. If it make you feel better, I can play back the Stephen Colbert Chevy Chase roast again.
5: You know, it's all right. I think I've peaked. I think now I'm just full on, like, neurotic crazy. Like, Excellent. I was kind of freaked out, and now I just feel like I've let myself get crazy.
3: Next, your hair will fall out, and you'll be covered <laughs> in the spots. 503 32 hours and uh, one half. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. 32 and a half hours. Uh, from Rick Emerson Listener, party 11, happening tomorrow, Thursday night, 8 p.m., The Crystal Ballroom featuring the Rick Emerson Roast. Roastmaster Carl Klick. Roasters to include Storm Large, Peter Carlin, Byron Beck, uh, Cort and Fatboy, Scott Daly, Aaron Duran, and Sarah uh, X. Dillon. Reading listener submitted roasts. Uh, music by Nickel Arcade, Emerson Starship, a brand-new short film from Tim Riley, uh, and uh, the other great a fantastic intro film as well. And I'm going to see Emerson Starship's last rehearsal tonight. Tonight I'm going to see their last rehearsal. I saw kind of the set list they were working on, which is righteous, which is like the best set list they've ever put together, ever, really, ever, 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 Did ever. Did you get ever. all
5: that stuff done last night? Uh, yes,
3: yes, I Does got that. Oh, it, dude, it sounds so much better than you even thought it would. Uh, no,
5: that's, I, I just, yeah, I know yeah. the concept, and that's just. Oh, going it's to
3: be it's fantastic. Perfection. It is fantastic. <laughs> okay. uh, all right, let's
5: welcome <laughs> out of the rehearsal show.
3: From New York City, the city that never sleeps, Steve Kastenbaum. Hello, sir. Hey. How's life, brother? How are things? How's life in the Big Apple?
9: Oh, busy as usual.
3: Let me ask you this. From whence... Uh, no, I always say that wrong. Whence does the phrase Big Apple derive?
8: You got me. You finally got me on one.
3: You live there.
8: I know, but it's like one of those things, you know, people always say, you must go to the, uh, the Statue of Liberty or you must have been there. It's like... Not since since my third-grade field trip have I been to the Statue of Liberty. We don't, we don't know, we don't take advantage of everything that visitors to the city take advantage of, and we don't know half the things about our city that people from outside our city know. Sarah,
5: right? Wikipedia: The Big Apple is a nickname or moniker for New York City, um, although most New Yorkers do not use it frequently. Uh, Let's see.
8: So it's the
3: Frisco of uh, of New York City.
8: It's actually like Avenue of the Americas. Nobody here calls it that. It's Sixth Avenue. Is that true? Yeah.
3: All right. Well, fair enough. Uh, okay. So uh, we will uh, we will attempt to uncover the truth behind the Big Apple, sir. So I will say uh, that when I was last in New York, my wife and I'm a big fan of walking tours, and my wife and I went on uh, a tour. They actually called the Big Onion Tour because the whole thing is that New York, you know, you peel it like an onion, and there's always stories behind stories behind stories. Um, and I and I know that this should go without saying, but New York has some of the best tours. And I don't mean, like, Statue of Liberty whatever tour. I mean, you know, that's – I mean, where they would – like, I got to see where where the Rosenbergs lived. um, And I think – was it – is it New York where uh, where Edgar Allan Poe died? That might have been somewhere else
8: not sure, but you know what's popular now? The Sex in the City tour because the yeah. movie's going to be coming out soon.
3: Yeah, it was, I mean, it was really, and you, you got to see, I forget, the, the Garment District, uh, you know, where there was, you know, the, the terrible fires and the, the horrible conditions that led to union creation and everything. It was just, just, just great, just wonderful. So, in any event. Um, well, I mean, jumping from, from New York to, to elsewhere, I I don't mean to keep going back to this Myanmar thing, because it's a big buzzkill, and everybody's, I mean, it's just a horrible story, and, you, you know, you hear it in America, and you kind of feel like, well, you feel so small, and there's nothing you can do about it, and whatever. But am I wrong in saying that, how do I put this? When that when the tsunami happened, it seemed like everybody kind of stood up and paid attention, like, hey, that tsunami, that that's awful, let's all band together and do a thing. This just sort of seems to have. I mean, is it because it was clustered together with some other sort of large-scale events that this kind of seems to not really have much of a profile?
8: Well, I think what's going on here is that Myanmar's government refuses to change its ways, and the UN and other and nations are are trying to push the leaders into accepting uh, foreign aid and, and foreign workers, but it still really isn't changing much on the ground. They've they've opened up just slightly. But because the story isn't really changing much from day to day, and then we have this earthquake in China with all of these folks buried in buildings and whatnot, it tends to overshadow what's going on in Myanmar because there haven't been any drastic uh, changes to the situation on the ground.
1: All right. And by
3: the way, just as a side note, we have this various accounts have traced the Big Apple expression to Depression-era sidewalk Apple vendors or a Harlem nightclub or a popular 30s dance known as the Big Apple. So... It does appear to be. Uh, there are many fathers of the name Big Apple. No one, uh, no one story appears to be definitive.
8: It's one of those things, yeah, where you don't know what the origin is, uh, and everybody claims claims to know. <laughs> right.
3: Um. It, it, just to duck back on the Myanmar thing for a second, because you and we, had and I had talked about this, and then Tim and I were talking about it, but I sort of lost the thread a little bit. That I know that is it, because China at one point had done what they do best, which is to sort of be, be kind of obnoxious, and they had stepped in and they had sort of thwarted some of the some of the votes on some of this stuff,
1: hadn't they?
8: Oh yeah, they they really have been uh, Myanmar's military junta's best friend. Uh, they they uh, have blocked attempts in the Security Council to get an individual briefing, and and they feared that there would be some sort of statement condemning the leaders of Myanmar again. And and because China and Myanmar are are good friends, they didn't want that happening. So yeah, and and China was was the, the great hope for bringing in foreign aid and workers into Myanmar to at least help the situation. But now they've got their own uh, problems to deal with in the earthquake zone.
3: So we had, uh, in just, we had uh, the Myanmar thing, we had the China thing, and it seems like there was something else. It seems like, uh, I'm thinking uh, there was some other place uh, with just, it like, in the last 10 days or so. Uh,
8: We had a a tornado here in the States.
3: We had tornadoes here in the States, so it does, I mean, it's it's one of those things where the crazy is not just in the human population. It seems like it's a little bit in in, in nature's air as well. Um, All right, uh, are you on tomorrow, my friend? Yes, I am. All right, uh, until then, have a satisfying day. Do you have big plans for lunch?
8: Lunch is gone. Actually, today was a frustrating day because I had to spend half my day preparing for this. I don't know if you caught it, but Roland Martin did like an hour-long show on CNN radio the day after the election, as he does these days after each primary. And then there was a television component to it. Mm -hmm. You know, they dipped into the radio show here in the radio room. So I sort of had to step out of my booth. While all these camera crews were in here and the lights and it turned into a, you know, a 130 degree oven in here. And, uh, yeah, so my day really didn't get started until after Roland Martin, uh, his show was over.
3: By the way, I should know that for the first five seconds after you said that, I thought you were talking about Rowan and Martin doing a political show. <laughs> At which point I I sort of like, I saw like the disembodied corpse voice of Rowan Martin saying, you know, Dick Rowan said, suck it to me. So.
8: It's like I'm a typical New Yorker and I swallow my words. Not really something a reporter should do,
3: huh? (laughs) Uh, You have to work on that flat, neutral Kansas accent like David Letterman.
8: Maybe if I go out to St. Louis and hang out there for a couple of months, I'll pick it up.
3: Do you know who used to have a staggeringly thick accent? Who? Stephen Colbert. Really? He is a southerner. Stephen Colbert is from the south. Uh, And Stephen Colbert's natural accent is a deep southern hick drawl. But he learned early on, and here's the great, here's the true thing about it. He learned early on in his life. He figured out that Southerners were often perceived to be uh, unintelligent because of that accent. So he modeled his voice on television newscasters growing up, which of course uh, helps him uh, immeasurably now in his current career. There you go. You're a little bit smarter than you were five seconds ago, Steve. Hey, it paid off for him. All right, the more you know, my friend. Uh, Have a great day. We will talk to you tomorrow, sir. So long, folks. Steve Kastenbaum, ladies and gentlemen. Excellent, wonderful, genius golden all right uh i got a picture of the uh, <clears throat> the box of uh, the boxes of porn i don't know that it's well, those porn. Are pretty
5: big boxes of porn i can't, I candy. can't say
3: that they're, i can't call them
5: big boxes of candy what
3: i do, do know that they candy. are large large wrapped sort of crates it's a tub it's like a big big tub. tubs from taboo adult video uh, that will be given to each of the roasters as sort of a parting gift uh, in addition to the regular gift bag that they're all receiving.
5: And come on, and Taboo is just, has always been so generous. You know, it's just chock full of dirty goodness. Do you realize that over at the, the 3rd Avenue building at Coin Tower, at the Coin Tower,
3: in that storage room there, you and Tim and I each still have like a full-on huge box of like stuff from Taboo that we just never brought over here with us. We oh, put it in storage.
5: Yeah, it's a big closet of porn. So we
3: have like three huge boxes of stuff from Taboo. I don't mean to make it sound like we don't appreciate it. I'm just saying they give us a lot of stuff. Uh, like more stuff than you could really use uh, just in one lifetime. Unless you're much more adventurous, I think, than even Richie. So, and then I got that big bag of stuff upstairs from the Swingers Club that I've never used either. So it's all just, I mean... And there's
5: still some stuff up on the shelves here. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's, if, see,
3: let's really, see. Really, when archaeologists come and examine this building, they're, they're oh. going to think that we were just deviants. Here you go. What do you got there? Oh, is this... Okay, by the way, just... Uh, let, me, so let me get this out before Ed they McCarthy gets in the Tobias line. I Tobias
5: Funke would subscribe to, because, subscribe to somebody.
3: Because he isn't an Al yes. um, Cherry-scented lube for, um, let us say, um, oh. a delicate part of your body, and a French tickler. 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 All right. So anybody, so if anybody were to just come in here and start rooting around in the studio, you would find this big, uh, uh, this big tub of lube, this big thing of lube. What is that? A vibrator? No, that's a.
5: That's a special kind of vibrator. That's, that
3: goes somewhere else, doesn't it? Yeah, that goes into a that. Uh, yeah. That goes into the closet, so to speak. Uh,
5: Accessories available. Collect them all.
3: Anyway, so the moral, so the upshot is that every single room that this program is associated with, if you look around on the shelves, in the box, on the ground, uh, in a desk drawer, you're just going to find nothing but sex toys and pornography.
5: My mother would be so proud. Uh,
3: So I'll just put this big bottle of lube right here and have it next to me during the show. Uh, So we'll get get that picture, but all the roasters are going to receive a gift bag from some other folks. And then in addition to that, a big tub of... Mystery from Taboo. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show, sir or madam, as the case may be.
2: Hi, it's John. Hi. Hey, I know about the um, Shiny Happy People. Apparently, Shiny Happy People is are someone that has received a uh, frontal lobotomy, um, my mother told me this because she was at um the Oregon state mental hospital uh-huh. and um
3: as a employee
2: no a patient uh-huh. uh, although she worked in um facilities as well but yes. um I would say that his um michael type's looks from that that um video I think he sort of approximated what um a shiny, happy person would sort of look like. With a cap slightly sideways. So
3: we were playing the REM "Shiny Happy People" song because we were talking about songs that made us think of unicorns and rainbows. So you believe that the song is about, and his facial expressions are meant to approximate those of a person who has been lobotomized?
2: Um, yeah. It, it, my mother told me that the the happiest people she ever met were people who had received frontal lobotomies, and she was on the actual ward, and I visited my mother at um at the Oregon State. Now hospital. your mother wasn't
3: lobotomized, was she?
2: No, she wasn't. Um she um she was um there and I visited where they uh, filmed um one flew of the cuckoo's nest All right, in then. the late sixties um and visited my mother there. That was... It was kind of a very terrifying place from and,
3: uh, um, from where from where are you calling, sir?
2: I'm in southeast Portland. But I
3: mean are you at work, at home?
2: I'm at home right now. All right, I'm what? actually a um a, a friend of um one of your um one of your um, associates, I believe, Um, a friend. Um, Yes. I don't know if we should blank out her name. Lori, um, she's out of radio now, I believe, for almost nine years maybe. I don't know if she was the one that was telling you how to run your operation. Um,
1: Ah, yes.
2: All right, um, then. She may be working, trying to get a job with Air America.
1: All right,
3: then. Well, um, well, thank you, sir. uh, It's good
2: to talk to you, and I believe that's what – the um, origin of yes. shiny happy people is.
3: Yes. What is your favorite Monty Python movie?
2: Um, I um, uh, I almost want to sing the song, but uh, the meaning of life, actually, yes. I think. Um, what
3: is your favorite Weird Al Yankovic album?
2: I don't really have a favorite one. Really. Nah, that I'm I have, really. I have UHF um right here from the library, though.
3: Yes, from the from the library, you have that.
2: Yeah, I but got it mostly to listen to the commentary track because I want to hear. Yes. All of the important things he has to tell me.
3: Yes. Have you a favorite uh Douglas Adams novel?
2: Um, no, I wasn't really into that, although I think I enjoyed the um listening to the um stage play, I mean the air play on um yes. on the show.
3: On the uh yes, you enjoyed that. I
2: I, I, I like reading Tom Clancy novels and mostly yes. non fiction, but other yes. than that, um
3: I could have anticipated that, yes. Are you uh, more of a Star Trek or Star Wars fan?
2: I think Hmm... I, I can't say. I, I have virtually no opinion on either um, either of them. All right. Uh, I, although I do like, I think I like Star Trek. I think that yes. um, Patrick um, McNee looks um, a lot better. I mean, not Patrick McNee. Patrick Stewart. Um, the Stewart's. second captain yes. is more commanding, although he is strange enough he looks exactly like the captain of the Love Boat.
3: That is true. He does look a lot like uh, Gavin McCloud, Love yes. Boat's Captain Steubing. Uh, what kind of work do you do, sir?
2: Oh, I kind of do repair walls and such.
3: All right then. Okay. Uh, well, thank you so much, and uh, you call us anytime, my friend.
2: Hey, it's good to talk to you, right? All
3: right.
10: Thank
2: you, Thanks sir. For... All
10: Bye-bye. Right, there
5: you go. So there's this guy that um, that I'm friends with on the Must Face and we uh-huh. ride every once in a while. And he told me that him and Bobby have been in contact, and he thinks that he might be the big winner. And I'm looking at them, and I think that they might actually be a good fit together.
3: I don't even know what we're talking about.
5: Like going to. Oh, I think you're talking about together. Fat Boy Bobby.
3: No, no, you're no, no. Bobby the girl from yesterday. Bobby the, the girl um wait so you're talking to a guy online who talks no, so to this her guy will,
5: yeah this guy will like write me messages you know about the show every once in a while so i mean i know who he is and he has wrote me he's like so i talked to bobby on the myspace and i'm pretty sure that i'm the big winner he
3: think he, he thinks he might be in
5: yeah he said well, what makes it cooler is that i've been a fan for four years my first listener party three of those years i was with my ex and she didn't like talk radio so i didn't go not a very good excuse but good riddance to bad rubbish either excellent. Way. way
3: to go sir good positive attitude i
5: know that is very cool i'm excited and i've seen both of them from the internet's standpoint and uh-huh. i really think that they might be a good match all right
3: excellent uh, let's Welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from the South, a uh, CNN radio correspondent. Back in the program after a bit of a break. Uh, hello, Ed McCarthy. How are you, sir?
9: Rick, how are you? I still have my song. That's good to know. No,
3: sir, you know, you know what? And I know you've got a different place, kind of a different schedule, and you got they started having you on different days. And then, if I can just speak really bluntly, and they started, um, I don't know to how the story matchup works there, whether you, I mean, do you put into the stories, or do they call you and say, Ed, here's what you're talking about today? You're yeah, talking... we,
9: do, we do. Now we have a thing where we have to develop our own stories, pretty much. So we're uh, we're out in the field a lot, and uh, traveling a lot, and, and, you know, we're doing all kinds of things. And so a lot a lot of a the different that, stuff. It's it's not bad. It's kind of interesting.
3: A lot of the things you cover are sort of you know it's like East Coast stuff, and then by the time we start to of, sort of get in, you're kind of off the clock. So it's always good to have you back, I, especially for a story like this. So I I know nothing about sports. Uh, the only time I ever really uh, become aware of sports knowledge is when it becomes so big and mainstream that it intersects with my own sort of like popular culture. So so Barry. But long story short, so Barry Bonds. They, they're charging him with 14 counts of perjury and one account of obstruction of justice related to what? Like, like what was he obstructing and about what was he perjuring himself? Allegedly?
9: This, is the, this is the steroids investigation. Well, you remember the Mitchell report that sure. came out of baseball and uh, all of them, Roger Clemens and the gang. And, you know, this is uh, something that they were really looking at first. So it was last November when they had four, actually four counts as grand jury returned. And uh, one count of obstruction. Well, now they all of a sudden they've decided to kind of up the ante, and that's what they've done. They've, uh, the grand jury came back now. It's called a superseding indictment, you know, the big legalese term for we're going to try to get you really big this time because we're going to double it up. But that's what they're doing. Uh, you know, there was this professor, this law professor out west, uh, from, uh, Golden States or Golden Gate. University in uh, in San Francisco, and he is saying that basically it really doesn't mean an awful lot. I mean, it's still the same stuff. It's just that it looks a lot bigger than it is. So this is a superseding indictment that they have. Uh, he's supposed to be in court anyway on June the sixth, and he's out on uh, five hundred thousand dollars I thought what this professor said was funny. Uh, we had an interview with him, and he said that. You know, uh the only evidence really that they have right now is that uh Barry Bond's just uh his physical nature, how you know, he got so big over the years, so you know, he's... from uh from a guy when he first started playing. If you look at those pictures when he was a rookie and you look at the pictures of him when he finished his career, well he doesn't feel like he's finished his career, he's still looking for a another ball club. And uh the other part of that thing is that the major league union now is uh the players association. They're uh crying collusion now, saying that the owners uh, aren't, you know, don't want him. And so, therefore, that's why he's not working.
3: So there's going to be no, this is the bottom line, this is, there's no chance that he could possibly go to jail on this, probably.
9: Well, you don't know. Uh, I have a funny feeling, uh, you know, and I'm not a lawyer, although I stayed at a Holiday Express once, uh, they uh, probably, you know, would drop some of this stuff, and who knows? They could come up with some kind of a plea deal. You know, that's always an option. Whatever. You know, look at...
3: Whatever happened to that whole plan that somebody was going to get that ball and brand it with a huge asterisk and stick it in the Hall of Fame? Did that ever happen?
9: I don't. I think they got the ball. I think they did put it to auction and you know, I'm not sure. I don't know what it got, but uh you know, that that was uh, that was a plan that was out there, which I thought was kind of interesting.
3: I always like things like that so
9: i do too. all right my friend
3: well next we will not make it so long until we talk to you again so
9: well i know it's just you're right though it's been crazy with the schedule but i miss being on with you guys you uh, know gotta we, be gotta be honest
3: we'll have you back on again soon my friend best to you and to kathy's well. we'll talk to you soon sir Great.
9: thank you bye-bye thank, now thank
3: you Ed mccarthy
5: ladies and gentlemen God love him
3: all right fantastic
5: indeed i like him
3: all right it's 503-733-2970 still to come richie bristol uh no let me back up still to come dave zinn uh, we'll come to the studio, and uh, we will tell him how to vote on his ballot. Uh, we have uh, CNN Radio correspondent Amanda Moyer joining us later on today. Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com. Top five 80s metal bands who had one huge hit and then vanished forever. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, Are we going
5: to talk to Richie, though, as well?
3: Uh, we're going to do that uh, as well, uh, probably. Well, let's just, let me, do I have the... No, no,
5: no, no. On, Why did me... I do that?
3: Uh,
1: sure. You
5: made it happen. I know. I need to get to
3: Welcome now to the uh, Rick Emerson Show, Richie Bristol, our intrepid oh. guest. Hello, hello. I know Dave hates it when you call.
1: Him. Oh. oh God!
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm sorry. I said I know it. Uh, Dave hates it when you call him Richie. I, know, I was just—I was conflating everything in my in my head there. So, by the way, can I just tell you? Oh, I shouldn't even say this. I uh, shouldn't. Dave Zinn comes by every. Dave Zinn comes by my office every now and again, and for such a mellow, reserved guy. Every so often, man, the barb just comes out with him. Are
5: you kidding? No, I would not want to get on his bab si- bab si- bad side. <laughs> Every
3: so often, Dave, co- Dave will sort of come by my office, and he's, he's always very polite to us. But he come by, so um, I heard. I shouldn't even say this. Yes, he- you should. He, may- <laughs> You're such a bad person. Why do you instigate?
5: Because you wouldn't have written it down if it wasn't meant to be said. You this is because you sit
3: next it. to Tim all the time. Tim is making you evil, Sarah Dillon.
5: He was. Did you hear me before the show? I did. Where's is- where this coming from? From Tim. Good.
3: I think Tim's... It's good for you. Tim's hatred of all humanity...
5: I, he positively encourages me, too, because I said something, and he's like, good for you, Sarah.
3: I, before the show, I won't say any more about this, but before the show, Sarah was... You don't... I will not... Okay. I, not in any way. Before the show, Sarah was speaking ill of somebody. Doesn't matter who it was. Uh, Sarah was speaking ill of somebody in a certain sense.
5: Not, and, not that they're a bad person. Not
3: as a bad person. Sarah was making sort of an observation about somebody, um, kind of a surface observation about somebody. Can we put it that way? yes sarah was making a little bit of a surface observation about someone who we will not identify in any way
10: and it it's it, not was, you.
3: it was a li- it's not you and it was a little if you're listening and thinking as you it's not you um, and it was a little pointed and, Tim, and Sarah, and you actually kind of said to yourself, when did I become so hateful? And Tim said, I think it's great. It's good for you. <laughs> and then we agreed that it's just because of our proximity to Tim, that Tim's excess loathing of all humanity sort of, it's, you know what it is? It's like when you're in an elevator and you stand next to a woman with a lot of perfume, and then later on you're like, Chanel number five. Except now we're next to Tim, we're like, unbridled hatred. <laughs> yeah, so I'm uh, right between the both of you. Uh, so, so Dave Zinn came by my office and he said, so, um, he made a comment about he made a comment about one of the roasters. I don't know if I should even say who it's about. Oh, you should totally say. Should I take out the name?
5: Um, maybe you should take out the name and then we can guess. What take out Dave
1: to? Sin's name. <laughs> yeah,
3: take a name out. No, it's about Peter Carlin. So he, it was that was when Peter's like, so do I get to drink for free? And Dave Sin came by, came by the office. and was like, it's like Peter Carlin wants to drink for free. He can have a viso. You tell him he's lucky to be roasting. And then he's, like, stomped off down the hallway. <laughs> like,
5: like it seems... Like Peter request, Carlin's really rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Peter's
3: request to drink for free really rankled Dave a little bit. Like, Dave made a point of coming by my office and actually, like, spitting out a little Peter Carlin venom at me and then sort of, like, walking off down the hall. So, hello, Richard Bristol. How are hello. you today? Oh, sweet. Don't... Dude, oh, why did you go right for the lube? Oh, my. Yeah. Did
5: you want the other thing that comes with that?
3: Yeah, that's not... Uh, what the... <laughs> Yeah, there's lube, and then there's the object that might necessitate the lube. Uh-oh. Would you like both of them? Holy like moly. <laughs> well, Don't. I'm not So Are we talking about other motive? Does it come <laughs> with Got batteries? It? It. <laughs> yes. Moving on. This maybe now is this is now an especially awkward uh, segue.
9: No, thank you. I was just gonna
3: say, and I don't want to embarrass you, Richie. But I was. Uh, sure <laughs> oh, let In no way would I you. ever want to embarrass you. In no way would we ever want to make you feel awkward by saying anything about you that might be strange or, or strange or odd in any way. Um, we just want to say, uh, Richie, the, the, the very night nice, gave us. Um, I hope I can say this. It left a very nice card for us. Uh, yesterday, uh, and it was just you know, nothing, nothing real big. We're not going to read it on the air or anything. Just, uh, you know, saying that you were glad to be on the show, glad to be a part of the show. Yes. Uh, and, you know, the show's gone through a lot of versions and a lot of iterations. Uh, and so, especially because you brought, because you picked up Tim and I's clothing this morning, um, uh, we should take this opportunity to say, as we go into the roast uh, tomorrow, as we go, which I think is the first listener party you'll ever have been at, as, like, a, a member of the show, right?
0: Yeah. I've been at eight of them as your coordinator, your promotion I,
3: coordinator. Isn't that weird? I mean, I'm not saying that I forgot about it. Uh-huh. I'm saying I didn't really stop to think about it yesterday. Oh, yeah. But A lot of our listener parties, Richie was there giving out Chic razors, I think, at one point. Um, have a razor from Entercom, And I have a surprise for everybody. <laughs> have a toothbrush that <laughs> says Gustav and Daria. Oh, God. What is your surprise? Oh, nothing. You know when
10: you guys left Max that they gave me the, the ball that said, here, you take care of all their stuff. And all the mugs that came in, uh-huh. they would be divert You know, they wouldn't give it. Do you
5: like- have any extra mugs? You oh yeah. Max 910. <gasps> mugs? I got
3: boxes of
10: stuff. Oh, I, I need took one. It all. <laughs> my, I had one,
5: and, I, and um, somebody actually broke it at my house. Oh, they a were few the worst ago. mugs. They were. I,
3: I uh, must have one. They were.
5: It's uh, just, it just it like tapped like the counter and it shattered. You everywhere. know the story
3: of me and the mugs that I broke yeah. four of them. Oh, I broke four of them, and whenever they would break, it would become razor sharp, and I would cut the f out of my hand. So you have all of the you old Max the, 910 stuff. Yeah, you know the cups. Yeah, sure. The, the, sh- the, the, the Scotch glasses. razors. Excellent.
10: That's awesome. Hook a brother up. Yeah, Canola.
1: me too. So, yeah,
3: in yeah. any event, so we'll talk more about it, um, but you've been. Uh Work. You've worked at eight of the parties. Tomorrow is the eleventh one, but this is the first one uh, where you're going to be there as a member of the show. So we do want to say, all kidding, all joking, all transsexual cyber sex discussions <laughs> aside, uh, you you really are. We're really, really, really glad to have you as part of the show. And and I, and I think I speak for all of them. I mean that sincerely. Ritchie, so you're awesome. You were you were a great part of the show. And we're glad
5: that you that you like us too. And we we're, are we're yeah, very unlikable. We're glad that you're.
3: We've. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It is very difficult to get along with us it for any period of time. So, yeah. thanks for being part of the show, and uh, well, so thank we're, you. we're looking forward to, to having you be part of it tomorrow. Okay. I'm
5: looking forward to seeing you in a tuck. Yeah. I'm working your magic. What, so all the ladies.
3: The Richie Mojo. <laughs> all
5: right. Uh, you know the girls are going to be all over Richie, too. Oh, uh, yes, they are. Oh, it's going to be genius.
3: Wait, man, you got to... Yeah, wait till you see that intro video. The intro, which I haven't even seen put together. I've seen...
5: I saw that little, like, grainy... I've seen... Yeah,
3: we've all seen that, and then I know... We did another section for it last night, and so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that. All right, Tim Riley, have you news for us? Yes. All right, we come back. We we'll take a break. By the way, are we running a PSA for something called the Stroke Association? Probably. Okay.
4: Because we care.
3: Because we're all members of the Stroke Association. All right, back after this. I didn't know if my ears were playing tricks on me this morning. All right, stay there, Tim Riley. Nice. Don't go anywhere. the Rick Emerson radio program. Thank you for coming along. Rick, in addition to having a symbol of being single at the party, can the identifier be blue or pink? I'm bringing some friends and I want an assured way to indicate that they are dudes so that Richie doesn't accidentally hit on them and give a negative impression of the show. Uh Thank you. Uh...
5: And actually, one of our... um... Beautiful gay listeners just wrote me Matthew, and he's saying that he's gay, but he, you know, a lot of people don't know that he is. Like, they can't tell from looking at him, as Matthew
3: is undercover gay.
5: He is. It's true. And so he's like, a, is there someone we can distinguish, you know, gay listeners and straight listeners? It's becoming
3: very difficult. We're going to have to be, have gotta, a big box of handkerchiefs in the we've door. We've got
5: to help the people out. This is what we do.
3: I don't know. I never have to do any of these things, so I don't know. It's not like well, yeah, I. To... I know
5: we have a creative team behind us that makes us look like we know how to do these.
3: That's things. what I'm saying. Like, but I mean, I've never, uh, you know, I've never gone to a thing where I had to like identify myself as something or other. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, I don't know. It's all, it's all very complex. Yeah, Used to
5: be telling us your ideas.
3: <laughs> yeah, I have got nothing. Uh, well, all right. I thought
5: Richie left with that.
3: I thought Richie took this lube with him. The thing is, now that he's held it in his hand, I don't even really want to touch it. I'm just gonna say, oh, it is made in the USA though, not in China. Led free, <laughs> one hopes. Here's Tim Riley. It's time for the Rick Emerson
7: Noon News Hour from AM 970 Solid State Radio.
4: And now, from the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. I know we have a lot of drivers who listen to the show, and I will let you know, a fatal crash has closed down 99W near Monmouth. That's 99W near Monmouth. Explode. Two people are dead following an apparent murder, and an officer involved shooting... Late last night in Northeast, they got a call around 10.30. They go to this house at the intersection of Northeast 90th and Northeast Gleason. There they are met with a man brandishing a gun. They had no choice but to shoot him. It's his own fault. They brought in the CERT team. They found a dead body inside also. Fire crews uh, were called to the area, but there was no fire involved. And Northeast Gleason was closed down between uh, Northeast 90th and 92nd until early this morning. Now,
3: this is a guy who had it coming, though, it sounds like.
4: Yeah, you know, yeah. Threaten a policeman with a gun expect not to be shot,
3: right? Brandish a gun, the man takes you down. That's how it works. All right. So uh, apparently
4: the uh, homeless uh, toddled away and came back this morning. As many as a dozen people remain outside City Hall early this morning. They've been camping out there for two weeks. But there is an anti-camping and anti-loitering law so they were told to get out. As a matter of fact, you can uh, protest up to eight hours at a time at one spot according to the city law. And you're not supposed to be hanging around. According to the mayor's chief of staff, quote, we're not bringing in tanks or anything,
3: unquote. Well, that's only because we're not mayor, Tim. If you were mayor, if I were mayor, things would be dealt with appropriately. This morning, protesters gathered
4: around the newspaper boxes, poured coffee, and discussed how they would spend the day. <laughs>
3: Way to protest! Well, well, well done. Whatever happened to setting but yourself on line, fire? Is there a agenda? <laughs> How <laughs> are we going to spend the day? This is the homeless? Yeah. Isn't that every day's, isn't that every day's that. protest? Yes. What should we do today? Well, I was going to lay in the park and drink, uh, drink, drink alcohol. Eventually, someone will give us a home. Tomorrow, I was going to stink. The day after that, I was going to soil myself. The day after that, I was going to wade into the river and scream at birds for no reason.
4: They'll send us to a landfill and call it Paris. <laughs>
3: Whatever happened to Dignity Village?
4: It's got to still be around,
3: I think. Maybe it's a subdivision now. Didn't something happen to Dignity Village? Weren't there... I shouldn't. I'm not laughing at this. There's less dignity there than. <laughs> it's, it's now. It's uh, It was. It's now. It's a steam village. Wasn't there some um? Wasn't there some story where Dignity Village was underneath a bridge and so people were dropping bricks on the homeless? I'm not laughing. I am You're, laughing. You were accused of doing that a long time. Ago. I wasn't accused of it. Well, was oh I here we go.
4: Dignity Village. Who we are. Let's see what this is about. How do they have access to a web page? It might be a a different Dignity Village. I'm punching it up now. It's dignityvillage.org. Oh, this is it. They do have their own website. Uh, This is to introduce you to uh, Dignity Village Incorporated. (laughs) This is a formerly mobile tent city. Maybe they have a homeowners
3: association, too.
4: They have now grown out of the tent city and have become a true village. So who knew? They have their own administrative and legislative branch of government, and they're working on their own judicial system. Maybe you could work on getting a job. Why don't you work bathing? Why don't you work on that? Uh, let's see here. So, yeah, uh, there is still a dignity. But, area. I mean, are, it, where is it physically located? Uh, let's see about us. Uh, location, location, location. Or
3: is it just like TBA? A t- t- uh,
4: location <laughs> map. Here we go. Is there a tour map? I guess so. I'm punching it up now. Uh, dignity Village...
3: Looks fairly nice. I don't believe I advocated tossing bricks at homeless people, by the way. I do believe that that happened, and then someone tried to tie it to this show somehow. Suggesting that, was that, that was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago, man. That Dignity Village thing was like 2001 or something. So Dignity Village is conveniently located
4: at Northeast 33rd. For all your squatting needs. And Northeast Sundial Avenue, right next door to the Riverside Golf Club. I'm sure they're really happy about that, too. Yeah.
3: A new nineteenth hole, just big bottles of uh, just just big bottles of uh, of, of Schlitz or Stop whatever it is. Us with your balls. <laughs> I wonder. I always wanted. To, I don't know what to what the go to drink for the homeless is now. Village events. Let's find out what's happening at d c Village. I would imagine maybe a little snoring and then the picking of fleas out of one's beard. Fatal error. Cannot access proper. <laughs> well, I somebody no their IT person needs to get on that then. What do you suppose today's enterprising homeless person drinks? Oh, I don't know. I mean, where to, Sarah, I hate to go for you. Would you like
4: to read uh, some some poetry from those living there?
3: Yes, I would, Tim.
4: Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see here. I have a couple here. Let's see how good they are. Hopefully better than the ones on the max. Homeless karma. It was was an unrestful night as I reached inside my morals and pondered my role in this theater called Earth. Many warriors were called up to a battlefield. It's a grove of old growth trees.
3: This poem sucks.
4: Suspended in the top of the forest, canopy by ropes and determination, illuminated only by the moon. Maybe we could sell these to sponsors. Gouging, tearing, vomiting, cursing at each other. It's an anti light called selfishness. Then hands. I knew only reaching out in desperation. I grabbed with all my strength, but I could not pull them away. I could not save them. I failed. I fell flat on my back, and only then did I truly pray. I awoke from my dream from the cry of Brother Crow. Once he had my attention, he flew off the mountain toward the city. How long is this poem?
3: Oh, we're, oh my gosh! <laughs> is this like a is this like a By the shores of Hiawatha kind of a thing where it's just gonna be it's just gonna be going on and on forever? I was in a zombie-like
4: state. Wandering around the city looking for a place to sleep. But no place to lie my head. I walked around but found only the sunrise, so I sat down on the sidewalk and I prayed for God to deliver me from Pearl.
3: And I pray I for, for God work. to deliver me from this bit. That's the end. Okay, thanks. Thanks so much. And it has a sponsor, too. All uh, right, That's just like some bad uh, Ginsburg. It's sponsored by 100% renewable energy. <laughs> Um,
5: I think this. I think the homeless folks still stick with the forties or with like Mickey's like a, Ice, or, like a malt
3: liquor kind of a thing. Yeah,
5: Mickey's Olding Ice, with high gravity. Is Contact b- us.
3: Is my <laughs>
10: Do I just go outside and yell, "Hey,
4: they have a phone number"? It's really okay. 1604.
3: Where do you suppose that phone rings? Is it just like one of those pay phones? Like we recently dirty...
4: changed our settings. <laughs> if yes.
3: Do they have a bilingual operator? I don't know, and I'm wondering if they have some sort of a uh, some sort I'll of a out. some sort of a phone tree. They do have a snail mail address also. Really? To write to them. If you, if you need Richard, new you twine for car, your dog, press two.
4: It's 9401 Northeast Sunderland Avenue.
3: If you'd like to know how to become pregnant, press four. So um, now, what, what, what is gravity? What? What is that?
5: But huh? high high gravity? What is high gravity? Oh, it's like it's uh, old English, but it's like eight percent alcohol. Is it
3: extreme old it's English?
5: Extreme. I actually drank some this weekend. Really? Cause was, well, because I was in Bremerton, and we always drink crap's beer. When no, it,
3: it's it, what you do. I understand that. It's a small town. Small town vibe. Sarah, one does what one uh, what it's one a must small do. Small town girl, Rick. Um. So. Because and there's different brands and i think it's a regional thing too i know in california a lot of the malt liquor enthusiasts and malt liquor by the way it cross it does cross a, a you know every sort of line it does cross every sort of cultural uh barrier i uh it would just there was a rehab center across the place from this convenience store where i used to work and these guys would walk in and they would always want king cobra malt liquor and they would always be really sad like and angry sometimes but there was no and say, where's the king cobra and i'd say dude i'm I don't know. What, what you see, we got the, your St. Ives. We got your old English 800. What do you want? I mean, King Cobra. I'm, then you need to go somewhere else. I got nothing. By the way, just in case you want to know how cool radio is, here's, here's how cool radio is, uh, at least it's CBS Portland. Bridget from upstairs, it was her birthday yesterday. I forgot to give her a shout-out on the air because I suck.
5: And we forgot to give uh, Kristen Bowie a shout-out, too.
3: When was her birthday? Monday. Oh, no one tells me anything. I know. All right. Well, in any event, I walked by Bridget's office, and here's what Bridget had been given for her birthday yesterday. A big bottle of wine, actually two big bottles of wine, and I think four gigantic things of Old English uh, sitting right there in front of her uh, in front of her keyboard. So, in any event. Well, all right. There's uh, there's the scoop on Dignity Village. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello.
6: Hey, Rick. How's it going? What's up? I have two questions. One yes, sir. Um, about CBS Radio, another about the listener party. Yes, my friend. Well, I was thinking you wanted. Uh, well, it's more of a comment. Um, a way to distinguish the listeners. You know, you could tell what. You know, they have different things that they want to say. Yes, sir. You could uh, put that on the listeners today. Like, you're the ones that want to distinguish yourselves. Come up. Oh, with I see. Have, the, have, have say. the listeners
3: sort of solve the problem.
6: Exactly. All
7: right.
3: We. Th-
5: I think suggestions from people about people saying how they could bring a button or something and put like a piece of masking tape over a button that says like "Men for Women," "Men for Men." I would want, to... <laughs> like, like sort of a walking
3: yeah. Craigslist kind of a thing. Why not? Well, we'd have to figure it would have to be sort of uniform. It would have to be something, and I and I wouldn't want to make people buy anything. Well, do you think it would have to be something that people maybe had
5: around? People, all, all people have buttons, I would imagine. Like, do they? Don't you? I mean, if you I don't think, think, about think so. It. I don't have one button. I don't think I own any buttons. Oh.
6: Well, you could have like the hello, my name is, and then write like a short description or something.
5: <laughs> <laughs> hello, my hello. I like long walks on the beach.
3: Hello, Hello, my name is Horny Single. Uh, <laughs> all right, thank you, sir. And uh, and
6: uh, CBS Radio. Yes. Um, okay, so moving is now jamming. Uh, or
3: as the as the press release said. Do it, do it. As the press release said, jamming is moving uh, <laughs> with like a big exclamation mark behind it. Yes, sir.
6: All right. So and that's Still CBS Radio.
1: Yeah.
3: Well, the frequency, yeah, the frequency is the same.
5: Uh But the, you they're moving in right across the hall from us.
3: Yeah. So the so that, that that uh that stuff though that was over on the other channel is now here. Yes.
8: Yeah. Okay. Thanks All
5: right.
3: For th- that up. Th- Thank you, you, sir. All right, there you go. All right, here's Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth.
4: Now we have other news. A woman told police she was assaulted by her boyfriend who was trying to keep her from reporting the child pornography she found on his computer. Wow. Uh, 49 years old from Vancouver, the man is charged with the receipt of child pornography. Alan Becker has been charged in U.S. District Court in Tacoma. According to the criminal complaint, the cops in the coup were called to an apartment complex where he met a woman who said she was assaulted by her boyfriend, Becker. The, Becker. Uh, Becker? Becker. Becker. Oh. Uh, the woman explained that the fight with Becker included him grabbing her by the hair and ripping the phone out of her hand and breaking it to prevent her from calling 911. The woman alleged that Becker had child pornography on his computer and on various disks. Police said a review of the computer and materials taken from Becker's home revealed 448 images of child pornography, 475 movie files of child pornography also. A Milwaukee family lives in a feces-filled home. Of course they do, Tim. This is a rental property in... <laughs> In How happy Lockheed. you must be! Mm-hmm. Uh, Marie Johnson, who owns the townhouse with her husband Mark, said the carpets and the walls are caked with human and animal feces. Yeah. Uh, that's not even the worst part. They live oh, there with children. Oh, oh, uh, so it's like the uh, Britney
5: Spears story from Yeah. PMP.
4: So
3: uh, no, no one should be surprised with a place like Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> no one should be surprised, but we reserve the right to be sickened.
1: Yes, Jesus.
3: All right. Uh, so we did a homeless story, right? That appeared twice.
4: Then we have uh, an Oregon middle school student challenging her principal's no-hugging rule. These problems uh, take place at Malala River Middle School. They adopted the policy last year. The Malala Pioneer, uh, oh, I guess that's their newspaper, has been working on this. The principal, Bob, said students are spending too much time hugging between classes. They're impeding the traffic in the school hallways. They got a group of 15 to 20 kids. What do they do? They're hugging before they go to class. It's got to be stopped. Mm-hmm. It's getting out of hand. This isn't the love boat. That's what he said. Uh, seventh grader Desha Eves thinks hugs are sometimes necessary. Sometimes you really need a hug. And I don't think it's fair for me not to give my friend a hug. She decided to make a formal protest. Uh, getting in touch uh, with the principal and writing to the school board, the board decided the issue should be decided at school level, suggesting...
3: Well, you know, what a tiny life somebody must have if they're on a school board. I mean, really, honestly. I don't know. What should we do today? Let's decide how long students can hug and in what areas of the school. Yeah anymore <laughs> there's that awkward pause where i thought you were speaking but then i went to speak at the same time i don't know i have nothing to say except that a i went to a catholic school where we didn't have those issues because we would go to the the gymnasium we would have the dances and of course the nuns would come and like, leave room for the holy spirit and you were not even like when you were dancing you had to have like six inches of daylight or something between you that being said when i transitioned to a public high school there were always in the hallways there would always be one couple that would just sit there and just hump it out up against a locker Basically, it, like between class changeovers. So it's like class gets out at 1.30, and you got, you know, nine minutes to get to your next class, and then there's always some guy and his skis girlfriend shoved up against the locker next to gets by a water cooler.
5: Oh, yeah, they have that in my school, too. You remember, every school... And they're always the most unattractive, gross couple, and like, ew. I remember mine was in the '90s, and like the guys always had like the, the shaved mohawk, but it would be colored like this. Those like, are palish, always the
4: showoffs. Like, yeah, offs.
1: Totally. Like this
5: paleish green color with like an anarchy hat, and he had lots of spikes on his jacket. And his girlfriend would be all paunchy with like a <laughs> Tweety Bird shirt. <laughs> and they're all shoved up against the locker, and he's like manhandling her. Oh, but, oh.
3: by the way, speaking of speaking of, of ill-fitting clothing and clothing you ought not to wear, I won't identify the store specifically, but I will say that there is a, I would say, fairly prominent store. That caters to perhaps the 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 larger among the edgy. Do you know what I'm talking about?
5: Oh, um, I know what you're talking about.
3: Uh, yeah, that's exactly the story I'm talking about. It is a story
5: larger edgy. You know,
3: I mean, it's not like well, there's Lane Bryant, for example. It's which not the dress bar, is it? I no no.
5: no, no, not the new dress bar. No,
3: not the new mall 205, Tim. Uh, no, there is well, there's Lane Bryant, which I believe is sort of I don't want to say upscale, but it's you it's, it's, like, it's a it's a It is sort of that's sort of like an Ann Taylor, but for the larger woman. Uh, there is a store for the larger, sort of younger, edgy girl. Uh, so basically, um, it's sort of like a midway stop between Hot Topic and Lane Bryant. The store that I'm talking about, and it's at one of our local malls. And so I was walking by the theater, and you know what? We're an inclusive, uh, we're an inclusive show here. I don't care. You know, beauty comes in all different sizes and shapes. But I will say this. That, uh, look, uh, Just because you're working at a store where they're embracing maybe a larger body type or a body type that deviates from the norm in terms of American fashion doesn't mean that you need to wear a shirt that is so tight that you then get the big stomach roll like cascading off that's in, you know, and then it has the added bonus of being wrapped in velour. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's like some sort of. Were you, is,
5: were you there yesterday? Or no, there's
3: a few no this is when I want uh, the new Wednesday 13 album. Uh it came out and they're only selling it at Hot Topic. Insert score in here. Uh so I'm so I'm at the mall going through going to the Hot Topic to pick up the Wednesday 13 record and I had to walk by the store and I walk by and it's just uh, I mean it's a whole lot of you know, it's it's a lot of the uh, the taking it back, self empowered uh, women that are working there, and some of them dress well, some of them not so much. And it's like you're working in a store that caters to large women. You think you could find something that was capable of sort of like some sort of a retaining wall that would just keep that from coming over the top of the pants. I mean, I'm no I'm no image of beauty, but I wear slimming. I try to wear baggy things when I need to. How about one of those barrel hoops, like they have around little pickle barrel. Would that work? I mean, there's something. I mean, they must. I know they must, they must sell duct tape somewhere. So if I, thought I, if I thought I could truss up and get away with it, I would. All right, here's Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth. Who wants a chihuahua? No one. There are 14 of them up for adoption.
4: I pick up your chihuahua at the Body L. Haynes Small Animal Shelter in Hillsborough. They have five females, nine males, ranging in age from two and a half to 13 years. Uh, they were taken from some uh, lady's property. She had 150 dogs there. What yeah this this woman had one hundred fifty dogs, four birds and a pair of horses, well, you know that's uh in
3: when, when Lara and I were looking at this dog a couple of days ago that we ended up not getting uh it was through like a rescue whatever where they where they either get stray dogs or the, you know they find dogs in the street or they'll the, things like this where you go to somebody's house, and it's like what you know, I have nineteen dogs chained up in the closet you know with with one bowl of food. And you go there and it's just, you know, you really got to give it up to people who do those animal rescue things. Because oh, yeah. it's got to be just like the most soul-crushing work on earth. When uh, you go in, what do you got? Well, I have a bunny that I'm keeping in a microwave. And it's just it, these people who are nuts or sadists or both, and they mistreat their animals or whatever. And I know a guy, um, we know a guy actually, uh, Sarah and I know a guy uh, who works for animal rescue for the city or did at one point who was, I think, taken off the job for a period of time because he went up to some guy's house. And the same thing. Some guy had, you know, like 900 cats in the house and no water. And he talked to the homeowner. He's like, what's your deal? And the homeowner's like, F them. They're just, you know, and I think the guy, the homeowner, got the phrase F them out of his mouth. And this friend of ours just kind of went, cool, and just checked him right into the jaw and broke all his teeth. Went, and and he got suspended for three weeks. He's like, but it was totally worth it. So, um, but that's, uh, you know, these, these houses where just these nutcase animal people live and they just they can't take care of it. That being said, I don't really want a chihuahua because aren't they kind of nutty and high-strung and crazy?
4: Well, it all depends on the chihuahua, I suppose.
3: I heard they were all kind of twitchy and uh, went after your eyes. No, no. Maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking of something else.
4: I think you're thinking of something else.
3: Uh, Rick, I am a lonely, glorious bastard, says this email, and I'm thinking that a cheap solution to this is just have the single people wear a name tag on their shirt. Uh, I would totally wear one. Okay, that's actually not such a bad idea um just a name tag the the hello i'm
5: and we're gonna have like multiple sponsors and people there. so I mean, there will be a table to set name tags we back. could
3: actually just put name tags there that say the hello have you seen that bitchin shirt they sell no it's a shirt and it's it has the hello i'm name tag it's like part of the design of the shirt and it says hello i'm Inigo montoya you killed my father prepare to die It's the best shirt I've ever seen in my life. And I know everybody, like, I've seen them on a few people now. I don't care. I'm going to wear one, and uh, I want to wear it anyway. So we get, like, a name tag thing there where people could, uh, if they are single and looking to mingle, they could, you know. What if
5: people are just looking to mingle and they want people to know their name? Well,
3: they can put whatever they want on the tag. They can just, uh, you know, hi there, I'm single. Hi there, I'm whatever. Yeah, I think that's that's a great idea. That's not a bad idea. Do we
5: have any of those I, know, I think we can find so you them. Can can get them. I went to Fred Meyer today to buy some index cards, and they, gotta they had be, everything there.
3: They got to be dirt, dirt cheap. We could probably find those. Ah, uh, let's see here. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson radio program. As we are now thirty—wait, no, I lost the thread. Ninety minutes. We are now thirty-one and a half hours away from Rick Emerson Listener Party Eleven. Hello, sir. This is getting be exciting.
6: What's up? That's fantastic, Rick Emerson on KCMD Portland. Uh, yes. Um, you don't you have to do it on the half hour. <laughs> oh, you don't have to. Do Please, it on... within uh, okay. twenty
3: minutes of the top of the hour, sir.
6: Oh okay thank you I'll, I'll get that in the future. Hey uh, you know the um the little initials that the people use there on personal ads you know like SWF or DWF or whatever they do you know there's already you know a um initials there describing your orientation and interests and such right. available in in the uh in the public, why don't people just do that? So that's what I'm talking the pre- about, like, so the M,
5: like M4W, man yeah. for man, woman for woman, woman in, for man. All right. Yeah,
6: whatever that is. So, yeah. you know. And then, so, that's um, a
3: universally understood uh, acronym, I, I think we think at this point, those things.
6: Yeah, people already know those, I assume. So right. no what does it take to get the Rick Emerson program and the Tom Likas show on an FM station in this town? Well, What's it when, take?
3: well uh, and, and I was thinking that we would just have some sort of an uprising, uh, that we would just do it Chase style. And I've got machetes in my office. So it's people. Have, this is like when Scotty was here, and Scotty kept sort of floating the idea. Scotty kept saying, You know, Rick, you really ought to be syndicated. And I just, we get, I will lump kind of your question with that question in because somebody had just asked me it again the other, the other day. They said, You know, well, your show's really great at all. And I'm doing everything that Scotty was. So, your show's really great. It ought to be on in other places. And I know that, no, there's, know that there's different ways to do You know, you can do like regional syndication and that stuff now. And I. Some of those roads uh, I have gone down in the past with different versions of this program. And it wasn't that it was a bad idea as such, but it was sort of handled poorly and left certainly a bad taste in my mouth. Well, those are my cycle. And a, <laughs> Thank you, Tim. See? You know what you are, Tim? You're my id. Because I sometimes try to, you know, and for the newsman, you're the guy who actually just bottom lines it and says the thing that I can't say sometimes. Because I'm trying to be all like, well, there were things that could have been handled differently in previous, and you're just like, F them! It was They, they were in incompetent. Well, do you have
6: to be syndicated to be on FM in Portland?
3: Not no. N- not necessarily, but it's uh, those ideas have been floated, and what we have always said is that we want to it, it kind of get the show going as good as it possibly can, everything running as well as it possibly can, and at that point, you know, we'll kind of entertain ideas about about where to take it from them. So that's kind well, of the that's that is sort of the that is sort of the way that we handle these, because not too long after we came back in 2001, there was some other guy. He was like, I kid, I can take care of you. How would you like to be on in Portland and Missoula? Tomorrow. And it was just it 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 happened uh, way too fast, way too soon, last time, and to the detriment of the show. Um so I i think as we're the phrase now is that we are at the moment content with a modest kingdom. Uh and you did when that's to meet Bill O'Reilly. We to I, I did get to meet Bill O'Reilly and I got to meet Walter Cronkite. Um but you know, it, it expands in the future doesn't expand in the future. We'll kind of take it as it comes. But uh, but for now, uh, we're working on we're working on being the best darn Rick Emerson show we can because that went uh, it went poorly last time. Uh, let's see here. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello.
9: Hey gang, it's Mailman Brian. What's up, sir? Hey there. Uh, just want, first of all, I want to thank everybody, all the listeners, and everybody in the community for donating to the food drive last Saturday. It was overwhelmingly successful. So not thanks.
3: at all. I'd like to thank my wife, by the way, for going through and getting rid of all the things that I had specifically purchased to eat myself. Thank you very
9: much. She 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 pilfered your stash.
3: I'm just saying that there are some things that I purchased that maybe she deemed to be not healthy enough for me, and I noticed that those were all set out for you know the needy. Good thing so. you're
5: growing up and make decisions for yourself. The needy well, get you... all the breaks. <laughs> Was it like Easy
3: those- Mac and stuff? Yeah, I'm just saying. Oh, no. How can I help you, sir?
9: Well, I two questions about the listener event. Uh, reiterating, first of all, it's okay to bring a
3: camera in, right? Take pictures and so on. Uh, yeah, uh, we're asking that uh, the people don't bring any recording devices in. You know, please don't come in and be like, "Can I take full motion video of the entire event?" Are
5: we going to be patting people down? Though? We're not
3: going to be patting people down, but I mean, oh. you know, try don't like don't be just don't be carrying a handy cam through the door uh, oh, damn because uh, because then it just you know uh, because okay. we've got people there who are sort of doing that, and as we sort of scope out the room, the reason I say that is we right. have uh, some professional photography that's going to be happening and some folks who are kind of doing that and we want to be able to kind of coordinate who is filming what that being said cameras cell phones does not matter whatever shoot away i don't care
9: excellent and one last very important thing i know there's going to be a lot of uh uh, liquid refreshment is there going to be anything of any substance other than alcohol and viso? uh well by by what they've stood up what do you mean water well, thanks, sir. Uh, no, I was thinking more along the lines of it. The, the Crystal doesn't serve food of any kind. Well, we were talking
3: before; they're a bar, so they have to. Uh, I think the Ringlers is downstairs. Yeah, and Ringlers is right downstairs, right? You know, in that same building, like, like about ten feet below where you are at the Crystal. There's Ringlers uh, who have a fine grub of all varieties. And as again, I think according to the OLCC, I think a bar has to serve food.
9: Okay, so I don't have to make the five dollar drive by Taco Bell. Yeah. Okay, and one more thing. Yes, sir.
3: Oh, I should have seen that one coming. All right. Here's Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth.
4: old, please. An elementary school teacher in Louisiana facing cruelty charges after a strange incident in the school's bathroom. Police said she made a student clear a clogged toilet with his bare hands. A seven-year-old boy used too much toilet paper t- uh, tissue after a trip to the bathroom. So as punishment, instead of using a plunger, the teacher forced him to take it out <sighs> and threatened to do worse. The school district said the teacher involved has been suspended. She has been released from jail.
3: So she was held away. By the way, did you get this? uh, I won't identify who this is from. Uh, This is from uh, somebody we know who says, about singles at the listener party. Why do single people have to get all the listener party love? This is Portland. You know, certain couples, Rick, might be seeking input from others. Just saying, you well, know, hang out with Richie.
5: I'm sure he knows which
3: people to uh, <laughs> approach for that. But Sarah, I can hook you up, my friend. Uh, the Rick Emerson Show is your one-stop deviant shop.
5: Well, I know this couple as well, and I believe they desire a lady. Well, not a, a Rochelle. Well, maybe the man
3: needs to expand his horizons as well, Sarah. Why is it always on the woman to branch out? It's true. Why is it always on the woman, uh, uh, you know, to uh, to be the experimental one? Uh, maybe the man in that relationship ought to uh, broaden his horizons as well. Open your mind and whatever, sir. I mean, this is <laughs> it's 2000. It is Portland. We live in a free, open republic. Uh, I think it is time, perhaps, that uh, that you free your inhibitions. So, all right. That being said, I think we might go with a blank name tag. So put, you know, whatever. So that'll be whatever. M M W four W for W, Whatever. All right. Ken Riley, have ye more news around the corner? Yes. All right, we'll take a break. Come back after this. Uh, Rick Emerson show continues next. Coming up later on, uh, Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com. Dave Zinn asks us to vote for him, and we'll have the top five bands from the 80s who had one big rock and roll hit and then vanished forevermore. Plus, your phone calls, it's 503-733-2970. We are coming up on 30 Hours Away from Rick Emerson. Listener Party 11, happening tomorrow night. Stay there. I keep- more. Why, hello, it's the Rick Emerson radio program. Uh, it's 503 733 733 2970 Oh, I didn't read you the sad. Do we have Hillary Clinton news coming up? Yes, next. Why, ladies and gentlemen, here's Tim Riley.
4: Well, despite the mathematical odds against her, Hillary has no intention of going away, basking in the globe with an overwhelming, toothless victory in the <laughs> West Virginia primary. Hillary promised to stay in the race through the first primaries of, oh, no, early June.
5: They say give up. It's too hard. The mountain is too high. Oh, God. But here in West Virginia, you know a thing or two about rough roads to the top of the mountain. About a
3: thing or two. That's what the... She
4: has no plans to throw in her towel yet.
5: We know from the Bible that faith can move mountains. (laughs) My friends, the faith of the mountain state has moved me. I'm making my
4: soul
3: bleed. See how stupid people are?
4: (laughs) See how stupid people are? They loved it. They couldn't get Uh, enough of it.
3: I had somebody come by my office last night, somebody who works upstairs, and she came by the office. She says, do you have a second? I said, yeah. She said, "Um, the next time you talk to, like, somebody from CNN or maybe, can you, why... Why is Hillary still in the race? And I said, well, do you mean like, what is the reason she is giving publicly or what is the real reason? And she said, well, either. And I said, well, the reason she's giving publicly is, you know, because the American people need a choice. And as long as people are voting for her, she should stay in. And Obama doesn't have the right number of delegates yet. He hasn't, he hasn't sealed the deal uh, or whatever. But, of course, the real reason is just that Hillary's evil and she's some sort of like a, a weird polito termobot uh, and just can't be turned off. There is no, There is no deactivate switch in that woman. So you're right when she says she is the hell of the Democratic Party. <laughs> she really is. <laughs> On a bicycle built for two, Dave, kill. Uh, so here's some sad news. Did you say, by the way, that, that you still had never received a call back from the Hillary Clinton no, people? No, I haven't. <laughs> you know, oh, I tried no. and
4: tried and tried. <laughs> no,
3: I've tried everything. I told Cort Fatboy that last night. I was relaying how. Hey, the first time you called, it just rang and rang. No, it was
4: busy. <laughs>
3: then the second time, ring,
4: ring, ring, ring. Then finally, I got some old lady at the desk who repeated every word slowly to me and promised that You're... she will hand it to the appropriate party right away.
3: You're on the radio. Exactly. Need to
0: talk to Hillary.
3: And what was your name again? Tom? Tom Riley. All right, Tom, we'll have someone look into that. And, you know, if you have you been to that Hillary Clinton campaign headquarters downtown? No. It's right by Aaron, the geek in the city studios. Um, so you walk by. First of all, uh, it, we were at, uh, at Aaron's for a bit of a shindig a while back, and you walk by that Hillary Clinton uh, campaign headquarters, and it's just sad and embarrassing. I mean, I'm not even talking about just, like, the, the stench of failure coming off of it. I mean, they have these Hillary Clinton posters in the window that I suppose – I think they're supposed to look inspirational but they're just awful they're kind of awful and terrifying. They're sort of like weird it's like weird Soviet era propaganda art but like in pastels. So she's, she's saluting as jets fly by she's, not, she's you know it it's not that far off actually because it's Hillary Clinton and she's her she's looking towards the sky and although it's basically just a shot from about the chest up you can tell that she was posed like hands on hips like Sky Captain. Sort of staring off, you know. Sky Captain keeps an eye out for the Germans, knowing that at any moment they might bomb the eastern seaboard. Villains had better be careful when Sky Captain is on the job. And she has that look as though it was like a campaign poster as shot by Lenny Riefenstahl. And, but it was like all in pinks and blues. It was so sad. And then... Fatboy Boy was saying that he actually had gone by there the other day and he looked inside and he said it was just three rather sad, butch-looking women sort of smoking hurriedly on the sidewalk outside and sort of screaming into telephones, like, Did you get my resume? I... Oh! So, But as though it weren't sad enough, here's another bit of sadness to put on the failure pile. Um, guess who's in Portland today to campaign for Hillary Clinton? Why, it's, her. No, no. Why it's actor Sean Astin of Lord of the Rings fame. Uh so I got an email from the Sean Aston people saying, Would you like to talk to Hillary would you like to talk to Hillary Clinton supporter Sean Aston? And I emailed back and the email just bounced. It didn't even, it didn't even oh, go no. anywhere. It, it just came out deliverable to this address. And I maybe it's because there were just too many other people trying to get a Sean Aston interview. Um Sean Aston will campaign for Senator Hillary Clinton in Portland on Wednesday, May 14th. Ashton will greet and thank volunteers at the Oregon for Hillary headquarters before hosting a conversation with college students at Portland State University. Sean Ashton is a film uh, actor, director, and producer. He is best known for playing Mikey and the Goonies, Rudy, blah, 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 Lord of the Rings. So um, so that is happening uh, right now, actually, as we speak, right by at, the, at that place that I was talking about, by Aaron Studio. So maybe, uh, I don't know if it's over by now. If somebody's downtown, Probably. stop by the Hillary headquarters at 32 Northwest 5th, uh, apparently says it's open to the press, Tim. there. Um, so we've got that. And then tonight, or I'm sorry, today at 3 p.m., he will be at PSU uh, at Brownsing Auditorium. Speaking about what? I don't know. Speaking to, asking his handler why there's nobody there to see him speak. Asking what – I mean, and Sean Astin, right? So don't you figure that he's going to be – it's going to be like that awkward thing where he's trying to talk about Hillary Clinton and it's just a bunch of pasty-faced nerds shoving, uh, like, copies of – you know, like, duplicates of the one true ring into his hand, asking him to autograph them. I mean, that's, that's what that always is. Who did we have on the show that one time that we wanted to talk to them about, like, something, and they just wanted to push some political – like, it was in 2004 – wasn't Alyssa, It was Alyssa Milano was one of them. Wasn't we Alyssa,
5: oh, we, and we had the guy from the O.C. Uh, what ben, was his name? Ben... I don't even remember. Ben
3: Benson came on from the O.C. to talk about some... to talk about some... police <laughs> sorry, Tim. Just waving yes. and invisible, waving <laughs> in invisible bats again. Oh,
5: I, there are things. <laughs> bats and Brondo no, 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 in Tim's I, corner.
3: Oh, that's, we should talk about that in a second, too. But we talked to Alyssa Milano. I don't even remember why... Alyssa Milano came on the show. I don't remember who she was advocating for, who she was... Oh,
5: she was going for Carrie. I just, remember oh, that she,
3: I just remember that she was a real C. That's all I remember. She just She just it was just really... She just was snippy you and know, didn't want to be right there. right after we did
5: the Caratop interview, and you were trying to work in some words with her interview as well.
3: Aluminum that's... siding. Oh, yeah, that wasn't going well. So, diaper full of applesauce, Alyssa Milano. Uh, and then the guy from the OC came on. I don't remember what that guy's name was. So, by the way, we should thank... Uh, I don't was there a uh, was there a note on it? I don't know if there was a name attached to it. There was a it. note on the bag. Do you saw the uh, bag? Let me see. We wanna thank the listener who dropped off hold on. No, I don't even know
5: where the bag went. Oh here we
3: go. Uh we wanna thank Is it Joel? No, there's no name. Ah. Uh. uh the listener who dropped off three cans of Brondo uh With the note, now you know what the homeless are drinking. He dropped up three cans of brondo, the thirst mutilator, as made famous in the movie Idiocracy. it 's got electrolytes mm-hmm. um, Tim's somehow got ruptured, and so Tim looked down, and there was this like nuclear day glow yellow viscous liquid spreading all over his notes in his workspace. So sorry about that, Rick uh, at the listener party, which is happening in thirty uh one hours. People uh, should write the name of fictional characters that they most resemble or identify with on their name tags. Hi, I'm Gargamel. Hi, I'm Starbuck. Yeah, you get right on that. Here's Tim Riley. Wow. <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: A T-shirt sold in a bar in Georgia is coming under fire. Community groups protested outside the Marietta Tavern. Uh, for what they say is a racist t-shirt portraying uh, Barack Obama as a monkey, the t-shirts who sold at Mike Norman's Mulligan Foods and Spirits, showing a curious George-like monkey eating a banana with the words
3: Obama in zero 08. I saw a picture of it on an Drudge yesterday. Likas did, I think, two. pleasant. Likas might have done it three hours on it, actually. Likas did at least an hour and I think maybe two yesterday. And it was some, some you know, some nitwit, some nitwit uh, numbskull, uh, some ass, selling the shirt. Yeah, and it's. Clearly, I mean, I don't think it's the actual character, but it's Curious George with a banana, and it says Obama 08. And it's just one of those things, you know, where you just look and you kind of go, really? Really? I mean, in 2008, uh, is this this really as far as some people's thinking has got? I mean, you just don't... I suppose so. I mean, like, you sort of... I mean, you get angry about it, but then at the same time, you get angry, and then you're, you know, sad and disappointed for all humanity. And then at the same time... But then you're sort of incredulous, aren't you? Like, where... Where do those people come from? Where is it at?
4: This is uh, Marietta, Georgia. Do you have sound or something on it? I have uh, one of the protesters.
5: There's no way possible that he did not know what he was doing. You know, um, it's been known that some racist people, that's the first thing that comes to their mind, that black people are monkeys.
4: Well, here's the owner, uh, Mike Norman. He thinks the T-shirt looks like a presidential candidate for Barack Obama.
0: This is not Curious George. This is a facsimile of Curious George. This guy's name right here is Satisfied Fred. But I looked at his ears. These ears are not big enough. And his hairline. And he got the big smile, and I thought, damn, i looks like Obama. Oh, my (laughs) God.
5: Anytime you hear that accent...
0: Oh, I have
3: no scorn strong enough for this.
5: You need to put him in the book, Rick. Put there, him in the book, Oh, right. that's right.
3: He's going in the book. And that's, we'll close this as a hick watch, by the
4: way. Yeah. All right. This is Mike Norman, the owner of Mulligan's Food and Spirit. Norman
3: like Norman Bates? Yes. Mike Norman. Mike Norman. He owns Mulligan's Food and Spirit in Marietta, Georgia. Barack, of course. Of course, in Marietta, Georgia. Barack, shirt guy. Barack. Uh, Lycus was making the point. Uh, shirt guy. I'm just going to put south. Um... All right, sir. Mike Norman, you are in the book, and you will be dealt with appropriately at the appropriate time. Uh, So, uh, Lycus was doing a show about this yesterday, and uh, he was uh, uh saying that, in his opinion, the protesters, he shouldn't be protesting because it just brings more attention to it. And the guy, Lycus's take was, the guy would have sold 10 shirts, but now it's in the news and people are talking about it, so the guy's going to sell 100,000 shirts. And I have to say that I don't agree with that. Uh, only because, I mean, now look, we don't live in the South, so perhaps the culture is slightly different there. But, I mean... I can't fathom, I can't, I mean, even like the dumbest among us, even the dumbest, most backwater, uh, uneducated among us, I can't fathom, look, no matter how stupid and racist you may be, I can't fathom anybody having the stones to wear that, because that's asking for a beat down until you are just a pile of dust, I mean, there's... I don't think. I mean, really. I I just I can't even. I can't even imagine the savage beating that you would get by wearing mm-hmm. that shirt. And rightfully so, I might add. So you know,
4: whatever. Have at it, nitwit. By the way, if you get an IRS notice in the mail about your stimulus check, you might want to give it a second look.
5: We feel like someone else has our letter out there. And they have our social, and that's kind of scary, knowing that the IRS is making a big
1: mistake like this.
4: Apparently, they made a major blunder. Some Kansas City residents received letters intended for other taxpayers. The envelopes are properly addressed, but the letters inside contain the names and Social Security numbers of other people.
3: Oh, that's awkward.
4: So please mail it back to the IRS.
3: (laughs) Please don't don't use this for evil. Uh, That's like at the office. Everybody has had that one story at the office where some guy is making a... A, a photocopy or whatever of his check or of his W-2, and he leaves it there on the off op- And, of course, you don't want to look, but then you look. Have you ever had that happen? Yes. Oh, I've totally looked, too. I mean, I know that I'm not supposed to, but I was about, I don't know, maybe maybe 15 years ago I was working at some place, and the guy was an ass. just an absolute, Just an absolute ass. And he left... Uh, like some, some uh, sensitive financial document uh, sitting there. To my own credit, I did not immediately Xerox it and pass it around the office, which was my first thought. But I picked it up and I saw his name and I went, hmm, I could put this down. Or- no, I'll read it. And I read it and I was gratified at what I saw. I was made happy by the information and th- therein. Here's Tim Riley. Officials with NORAD officially activated new command
4: center at a ceremony at Patterson Air Force Base in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Uh, now it lets officials know what dangerous people are coming in to bomb us.
1: If something is happening in
0: another domain, I'm aware of it early. I'm able to react. I'm able to better prepare in the maritime domain
1: for what might uh, eventually become something of our concern.
10: No idea what we're talking about
4: right now. Uh, These are when we fire missiles at people. We're supposed to get rid of all those things. Now we're building a new one. Uh, NORAD is uh, Missile and uh, Space Defense Center.
0: If we had a situation
7: where something actually hit the ground, regardless of whether it was a nuclear, non-nuclear, whatever kind of missile, we have our land domain off to our right here. We can just turn around and say, hey, this is coming.
3: So, if somebody's coming to bomb us, now we know. But we already have that one. Did time we now. not know that already? Didn't we? Isn't that like 1952 well, that was, technology? That was the old one. Now we get a better one. All right. Do we still have Henry Fonda standing there going, This is the President of the United States? All right. Uh, Rick, please, you get Sean Aston. Please to have uh, Sean Aston ask the following questions If Howard Dean is the Gandalf of the Democratic Party, does that make Obama the Aragorn of the party and Hillary the Saruman of the Democratic Party? Follow up. Is Hillary Clinton creating orc hybrids in her basement? The answer is yes, sir. Second question for Sean Astin Would he equate Hillary's win in West Virginia to the movie Rudy? Follow up question Wasn't Rudy not good enough to play in the regular games? Just checking. Thank you. That's uh, from Chris. God bless you, Chris. You're listening to KCMD Portland, by the way. That's how you do a legal ID, sir. We are now... Oh, he was just trying to help. I'm just saying, the FCC does uh, ask me to be within 20 minutes of the top of the hour. Yeah, we are now 31 hours away from Rick Emerson. Listener Party 11 happening tomorrow night, 8 p.m., the Crystal Ballroom. Roastmaster Carl Click. Roasters to include Byron Beck, Peter Carlin, Storm Large, Sarah Dillon, Corton Fatboy, Scott Daly, Aaron Duran. Uh, Did I say Peter Carlin? Peter Carlin. Uh, did I say
5: death camp? I meant happy camp. What about uh, Peter Carlin?
3: Peter Carlin as well. Okay. Who should be should be considering himself lucky in the estimation of David Zinn. Uh, music from Emerson Starship, music from Nickel Arcade. Uh, we'll kind of be scoping the room to see from where the furthest person came. Furthest the person. The furthest the person <laughs> came. <laughs> the flagon and the dragon and the brew—that is true. Um, the uh, I make that reference. The longest traveled attendant. That doesn't make any. That doesn't. Is that right? I don't <laughs> is that right? I
4: don't
3: <laughs> have
4: to see if things are right. I just opened my mouth and words come on.
3: <laughs> you plunge on boldly ahead, Tim. You can't be stopped by facts and accuracy. Um, you know, sometimes when I do that Danny Kay reference, I think that no one knows what I'm doing right there. You know, though, right? Know what? The flag of the dragon, and the brew that is true. Yeah. You know, that's the Inspector General with Walter Slezak. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, in any event. I don't know what I'm talking about, but we got people coming from Utah, people coming from Seattle, people coming from Arizona. Um, in the past, we've had people come from uh, Tahoe, uh, so, you know, it remains to be seen. But uh, if you are coming from far away tomorrow, come uh, find us, shake hands, press the flesh, glad hand, uh, and uh, and say howdy, won't you please? Here's Tim Riley.
4: Well, bicycles are wonderful, aren't they? This is a Bike to Work Week, in case you didn't know it. They're getting quite a bit of attention elsewhere, because even here, because people ride bikes. I know the doctors say cars aren't just fouling the air. They're helping cause global warming, and they're making all our allergies a lot worse than they have to
0: be. Global warming has led to more warm days, and more warm days has led to increased pollen cycles from ragweed and other pollen-producing plants and trees.
3: I can already see now that global warming is a thing upon which I can blame anything. Uh, any sort of fault, any sort of personal failing, something I don't achieve, oversleep and forget to get the, trachea, the, uh, you know, the, the, the trash out on a Saturday. I'm immediately going to put that at the feet of global warming. Uh, lots of people are setting fires in Florida because it's the
4: newest thing to do
1: down there.
5: Where is that, Tim? Florida. I'm Billy Newberg. Cops
4: are holding a man they think may be responsible for setting more of the fires. that have so far burned more than 10,000 acres and damaged and destroyed more than 150 homes in Brevard County. Uh, the police chief down there, Bill Berger, said a police dog took down 31-year-old Brian Chowder and he responded spotted him acting suspiciously. He
0: suffered very minor injuries. Uh, we we've, uh, He's being treated at a local hospital and hopefully we'll speak with him after that.
4: A teenage girl burning her love letters started a brush fire in Port St. Lucie, Florida. Fire investigators believe the blaze started when the teenage girl set fire to love letters she wanted to destroy. The fire was started in a vacant lot and quickly spread, burning down many acres. Residents should be careful about burning materials outside because of dry conditions and high winds. Hang on to those love letters for a nicer day.
3: Um, by the way, uh, so Richie talked to us about the pajama bowling thing, which is happening this Sunday. Richie says, um, I, I guess they're, look, you know, they're always looking for more teams. So Richie is attempting to put together his own team, which he is calling Richie's, I suppose this is a play on words, Richie's booby prize team. Uh, So we'll have Richie maybe later to to talk about that. Let's see, what else do we have here? Rick, am I the only person that sees a problem with the fact that Portland has a surplus of crazy homeless people and companies like Del Monte are or were employing undocumented workers? Is it so hard to see that this homeless population is an abundant labor endowment in the making? Um, He says, please note that I don't fault illegal immigrants for searching for a better life, but can not homeless people be taking some of these jobs? Uh, let's see. Maybe to earn that bed at the shelter, the homeless should work a couple hours each day at the fruit plant to offset the massive burden on society. Uh, since apparently it does, like, their days now do consider, they, what, what was the agenda? The agenda was, what shall we do today? Yeah, after boarding coffee. Yeah. Uh, let's see, uh, more people asking us to find them dates for the listener. Oh, by the way, if you go to rickemerson.com right now, uh, rickemerson.com at this moment, you'll be able to see uh, the, the big stack of, I mean, I don't know what it is. They're big, wrapped gifts, boxes, tubs, if you will, from Taboo Adel Videos, one of the sponsors the Listener Party. Um, um, You can see that those are going to be presented to the roasters, so the roasters will have sort of regular gift bags, sort of Sundance style, and then whatever might be lurking inside these large boxes from Taboo. So uh, you can go take a gander at that at uh, uh, rickemerson.com. All right. Uh, Hi, you're on The Rick Emerson Show. Hello.
6: Yeah, I just want to correct you on your Danny Kaye knowledge. Yes, sir. Uh, you have the court jester and the inspector general mixed up. The root that is true is the court jester with uh, uh, Angela Lansbury and Clintus Johns, who's the mom from Mary Poppins. Wait, but so what's said,
3: the inspector general?
6: That's the one with Slezak where uh, – that's the one where – oh, God – uh, He's—it's like Mexico, and he's coming by the people, and Flezak, and he are gypsies, and then he pretends to be the inspector general.
3: See, but the thing is, I'm not sure that I've seen the Danny Kaye film, The Jester. So that's—that's that's bizarre that I would then know dialogue from it, but I don't—I don't remember seeing it.
6: He—it's the one where he's—he has to be a knight at one point, right? He has to fight, but you haven't seen it, but you know the line.
3: I totally—okay, so I guess I must have seen it. So maybe I've seen it, but in my head, the two have just become one film.
6: As are most of his
3: movies. All right, excellent. Thank you, sir.
6: Uh-huh. All right, if I really want
3: to impress people. I'll pull out a Mouse That Roared reference. Here's Tim Riley. The Mouse That Roared? Yeah, the Peter Sellers film. Did oh, you ever yeah. see that? That's I a have. great movie. Here's Tim Riley, The Ministry of Truth.
4: Olympic champion, Christia Yamaguchi, football star Jason Taylor, and actor Christian De La Fuente are the season's finalists on Dancing with the Stars. Only five points separated the four semifinalists after the last round, but Broadway star Melissa Jaret Reniker trailed the pack heading into last night's results show. Uh, Before taking her last spin on the floor, the full-figured actress also stressed again that a person, well, can enjoy life being petite, as host Tom Bergeron heartily agreed.
1: I want everyone to just go and do something
5: fun, and do something that makes you feel sexy, and shake what your mama gave you. Yeah!
0: Who is this yeah! girl? Who is this I'm girl? I'm so hungry. What? Who is this girl? <laughs> I don't know.
4: I want to <laughs> hit her.
3: <laughs> not as badly. Uh, never mind. Never oh. mind. Never mind.
4: <laughs> her name is Marissa.
3: Wait. Now is she? Of course a, it is. Is she a larger girl or a tiny girl? She sounds tiny. Uh, now, she's big, I can tell you, because she's because she's a
4: full-figured
3: actress. Yeah, she must be, because I, she's,
5: Tim, do you have her last name? I must look this girl because, up. Because don't you
3: think that there's some rules... W-I-N-O-K-U-R. Would you agree that there is some rule uh, that only, I mean, let's just say it, only larger women... And I have, you know, here at the Rick Emerson Show, we're inclusive. We have no problem with people of whatever size. But it does seem like perhaps only uh, larger women really are able to go out and go, I'm all that! It, oh you know it's what that I mean?
5: chick from uh hairspray
3: isn't it is she playing the um that what, girl what, is that her she's well, she's crazy looking oh what that's was she her, in you know Where what I it know I know is? Her she has from. future psycho ex girlfriend written all over her you know what that girl says? i'm looking at her picture right now this and she's on what dancing with the stars yes so that's a show that people watch so if you if you watch dancing with the Stars, you know what we're talking about here um you know what? Well, that,
5: so, yeah, she was in hairspray. And... She
3: looks like a she looks kind of like a, a heavier Elaine Benes. That's kind of what she looked like Like a Julia Louis Dreyfus, like if you strapped I mean, her I'm up to some not sort as of. a Pretty
5: in the face, though, as as Julia Louis Dreyfus. You hooked
3: her to some cheese injector for a while. Um You know what that girl says? I'm looking at that photo right there. Here's the phrase that comes out of that girl. Um, well, you know, I gave you my number at the party, and I never never heard from you. know when you say you're going to call somebody, you're supposed to call.
1: That's oh, totally what She that girl does look. Said. Is that your
3: ex-girlfriend you were talking to? I mean, I I didn't I logged into your MySpace and I didn't mean to. I just logged in because I was checking my mail and I went to your MySpace and I think it was MySpace that I thought I was logging into, but it was really your password. So I got on and I was looking at it and I didn't mean to go to the inbox, but I did because I thought I was checking my own email. And guess what I saw? It was um it was a message from Cynthia and I think Cynthia isn't that the girl you used to date? And the, like, cute, like, long, crazy, oh, I Rick, stare. you
5: were awesome. You sometimes. know what I'm talking You're about. You were the That's greatest exact... thing ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly no, no I thought that happened to me, too. Well, I didn't realize that you were still locked in. I thought, so like, who exactly was writing to you?
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what
5: kind of, kind of relationship do <laughs> <of laughs> you have with that person? <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh,
5: oh,
3: gross. Awkward. I
4: right.
5: know. Here's, it's
4: bad. Jim Tim Riley. The second tale of C.S. Lewis's uh, literary Narnia Chronicles is getting the big screen treatment this weekend. The Chronicles of Narnia, uh, uh, Prince Caspian, picks up one year after the incredible events of the Lion, Witches, and the Wardrobe. Ben Barnes plays the embattled Prince Caspian in this new adventure. Barnes was asked if uh, there are any uh, messages in this movie.
1: You look at Caspian and his uncle has murdered his father. He's Thinking whether vengeance is the best quality. You know, which pop quiz, which Shakespeare play does this, remind you of. Yeah, I think there's a lot of just
3: interesting layers and a lot of good sort of interesting moral messages about... Humility and all those, you know, there's a lot of different messages in there. And they're, they're there if you choose to see them. And if you don't, then there's cool battle scenes. Well, wow, that was long. That <laughs> was long. And I tuned out about four words in uh, because then I was just distracted. All I know is
5: that he's British. I didn't hear anything.
3: I was just so distracted by the fact that he sounds like he's doing a fake British accent. Uh, that's one of those accents that sounds like one of the guys in Spinal Tap sort of putting you on. And this is Prince Caspian? Yes. Man, I got to tell you, I really wanted to like uh, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I did. I, I was rooting for I was pulling for it to be good. Uh, and and it, it just it just wasn't it just wasn't that good, which is too bad because a those movies all live in the shadow of Lord of the Rings, and I understand that, so there, it's hard to differentiate yourself in the pack, and b. I might feel differently if I went back and read them now. But growing up, I was such a huge fan of the Chronicles of Narnia books uh, by C.S. Lewis. Um, they were just... Maybe I wouldn't feel that way now. They might not hold up. But the Chronicles of Narnia books were really, really fantastic when I was a kid, especially The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, which, despite what the revisionism of C.S. Lewis's estate would have you believe, is the third book in the series. So... Um, you know, so it's entirely possible that Prince Caspian will be good, but you know, I'm not holding out for it.
4: Okay, we understand that Hillary Clinton got choked up during a CNN interview with Wolf Blitzer. Well, letting this load, it'll probably take a long time because there are plenty of tears involved
3: here. Wait, So it's so it's it was so she was speaking with Wolf Blitzer, and I thought she was. She's not in Portland then. No, she's somewhere else. Here. All right. Okay.
4: So, uh, she's savoring her win. Anyway, it, it's a loading up, and we'll get to that. All
3: right, so it's a uh, Hillary Clinton once again attempting to cry.
4: All yeah, right. so she's she's trying the best she possibly
3: can. Oh, by the way, I have a
4: small she's note not about this. She's
5: talking says, really loud then.
3: Uh, it says, uh, so, uh, Barack, so there's somebody speaking for Barack Obama at PCC today. It says, um, uh, Sean Aston is here speaking um, for Hillary Clinton, um, speaking for Barack Obama today. I think it's already happened, though. It was a couple hours ago. Speaking a few hours ago at PCC, this is sort of a, a niche reference, but star of stage, screen, and films, uh, Dulé Hill, and Dulé Hill is known uh, to most people as Charlie from the West Wing. Uh, Charlie, who is the president's personal assistant on the Are West on Wing. the
5: West Wing. Um, I need to see this show sometime.
3: The West Wing is really fantastic, Sarah. It does, it does tend to work its way into uh, about half of, of the things that I do.
5: Do you have any of it on... Uh... I have the
3: first two seasons. Uh, I lent them to Joni. Uh, but I have the first Johnny two seasons of has everything of, of ours. She yes, has she does.
5: Dexter. She's she's just hoarding them. Oh, can I
3: just tell you this, by the way? She was watching Dexter. She got to the within five minutes of the end of season two, and the DVDs stopped playing.
5: <laughs> she watched the
3: whole season two, like in, in a day and a half, there in front of the television, just power loading the second second season of Dexter. And I won't give anything away, but the you know the the very there's
5: a pretty big thing that happened.
3: And it doesn't end on a cliffhanger, but it's a big sort of climax. So at the at the very end, the, the end of the final episode of Dexter season two. Dexter is in, let's put it this way, Dexter is in a moment of crisis. Let's, let's phrase it like that. Dexter's in a moment of crisis, and how will it resolve? How will it resolve? What's going to, error, and it just stopped
1: playing.
5: That's exactly. I, I gave Lisa my copy of Dexter Season 2, and it cut off the last two episodes. Yeah. And so she thought she had seen the end of it. I'm like, I almost read it. I'm like, oh, can you believe that thing happened?
3: Yeah. Joanie, and so
5: she still hasn't seen it.
3: She sent me to some text. She's like, I love Dexter. I love everything about it. I especially love how it quit playing five minutes before the end. And I had to call her and, like, reenact oh. over the phone. I had to act out the final five minutes of it like some weird short attention span theater. Uh, so, in any event. Oh, by the way, I was cleared to give you the Dexter book by Cheryl. Thank you, Cheryl. She decreed that Dave is, quote, a slow reader, and that he'll wait his turn and read it when she's good and ready to let him have it. Not my words, Dave. That's Cheryl from upstairs. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show uh, our good friend Amanda Moyer, joining us now from Charleston, West Virginia. Hello, Amanda. How are you?
11: Hi. I'm well. How are you?
3: I am fantastic, breathing the sweet Portland air, Amanda. Uh, I don't really know what the air is like in West Virginia. I imagine it's uh, filled with debris and filth of some kind, but maybe that's just my fanciful imagination.
11: <laughs> well, I don't know about the air, but I can tell you it is pretty here. Nice scenery, mountains.
3: So is so Hillary Clinton is she's already skedaddled, right? She's she's somebody else somewhere else by now, I would imagine.
11: That's right. She's actually in Washington. She uh, was courting super delegates today. To uh, try to get them to swing back her way after her big West Virginia win.
3: Now, we had kind of an awkward story about her last week, I think. Uh, it was after she got the school, not schooled, but the, and after she squeaked it out, let's say, in Indiana, um, where she was trying to like, meet super delegates, and Drudge sort of painted it as she was sort of walking up and down the hallways, like, hello, Bob? Bob, it's Hillary Clinton. I've come to... And Bob was inside going, don't tell her I'm here. And that the superdelegates delegate, were sort of avoiding her uh, because they didn't want to come out and say no, but that there's nothing that was going to stop the momentum for Obama right now. Is that still perceived to be the case by the conventional wisdom?
11: be that way. She's really fighting an uphill battle with the superdelegates. And so many of them have switched to Senator Obama after he won big in North Carolina. And her win here in West Virginia, even though it was a big win, she won nearly 70% of the vote. It's more of a symbolic win when you really look at it. She's just too far behind in the delegates. And her really only chance is the superdelegates. So she has to try to get them to switch, and so that's what she was doing today.
3: Is there any sort of a speculation, uh, just just from your journalistic vantage point, is there any speculation that by, uh, you know, going where, you know, she was already heavily favored to win West Virginia, but winning um, with, uh, uh, you know, um, that by trying to win so heavily there that she is sending the message that, look, when when the fall comes, Barack is going to need a ticket that can cross all kinds of cultural lines, uh, and that she is now at the point of proving herself to Barack Obama as opposed to the American public.
11: That's exactly what she is doing. She is trying to to basically tell the superdelegates, look, I can win states with an older population, blue-collar workers, rural voters, a state that's 96% white, and Senator Obama cannot win these areas, or at least hasn't won these areas very well, and uh, she can tell that she won huge here in West Virginia. She won Ohio and Pennsylvania key swing states come November, and the Democrats are going to think they, they could be in trouble, in her mind, that if um, Senator Obama is the nominee. And um, actually, there were some exit polling information that came out Yesterday, which actually showed a, a major problem potentially in the Democratic Party because 35% of Clinton voters said they would vote for McCain if Senator Obama was the nominee, and that's here in West Virginia. That's I always
0: assume
3: that's just a little bit of posturing, though. Uh, I, I assume that that would be, uh, you know, that's a little bit of grandstanding uh, when they say, you know, that's a whole lot of like, and if you don't let me go, I will, uh, you know, I will hold my breath until I turn blue. Uh, that that's And maybe I'm wrong about that, but it does seem like that is being waved around as a bit more of a, a threat uh, than anything else. And in fact, apparently on, we're going to say Hillary Clinton, apparently on CNN just shortly ago, I think she was speaking with Wolf Blitzer, she made some remark addressing that, where she said it would be a terrible mistake to pick McCain over Obama. So the, the fractious nature of this and the... The deals and cross deals and threats and perceived threats and alliances and perceived alliances. I mean, really, this is, as I've said many, many times, I I, I cannot wait for... Two years from now when somebody has written you know the, the inside account of how this whole election cycle went down I mean because we're not even we're not even halfway through the year it's uh, it is crazy is what
1: it is it's
11: unbelievable and it, re- it really is a chess match now it's who does what next and who didn't go to what state and they're all looking at everything and like you said it is a little bit of posturing it is a little bit going back and forth the rhetoric between both candidates has changed drastically from from the Indiana and North Carolina primaries to this week, because you've seen um, Senator Clinton talking about how no matter what happens, she'll support the Democratic nominee when everything is over. I believe she told um, Wolf Blitzer that as well. You know, this is something that we need to do. We need to coalesce the Democratic Party. Senator Obama has been saying very kind words about Senator Clinton when he has been um, out. He was in Missouri and Michigan, key battleground states in November, but speaking highly of her, so it's all about, you know, he's looking ahead to November but she's saying, you know, if I'm not the nominee, the Democratic Party has to come together to beat McCain. By
3: the way, if this is a chess match, Barack Obama is Bobby Fischer. That would make John McCain Boris Spassky. And then Hillary Clinton is the embittered Ben Kingsley who's sitting drunk and alone at the chess hall in Brooklyn. Okay. All right. Thank you, Amanda Moyer. Always a pleasure. We'll talk to you sometime soon.
11: Sounds
3: good. Have a great day. Thank you, Amanda Moyer. All right. There you go. That's Amanda Moyer from CNN. She right. thinks you're very silly.
1: Yes, she
5: does. <laughs> Yes, she does.
3: As do they all. Well, what can it do? It was out there. I could not say it. It was the obvious reference. I mean, come on. All right, here's Tim Riley. Well, did you hear about that lady who allegedly
4: uh, fell off a cruise ship?
3: There was an old lady who fell off a
4: ship. And that's what happened. Relatives of the old lady who fell off the yeah. ship. On Mother's Day... <laughs> Uh, calling for an investigation, Mindy Jordan's family got a call from her living boyfriend and traveling companion Jorge, <laughs> who, who told them that
1: and
3: my traveling companion <laughs> uh, who Jorge. told them that
4: Mindy was playing around
3: the railing when she
4: fell overboard.
3: Really? Jordan's brothers.
4: I'm king of the world. <laughs> uh, they, they find it difficult to uh, to uh, realize that well her death was uh, oh she's dead.
3: But oh. Yeah. Oh, now I feel bad. Yeah, is shouldn't. she from here? You feel feel bad for about 10 <laughs> seconds but then we we roll on here. No, Emma's, she's not from here. Emma's from Mindy long who long went long in the long drink. Long. <laughs>
4: she's so from, her
5: her traveling companion Jorge, Jorge. and her boyfriend?
4: No, no, Jorge, her traveling companion is also her boyfriend.
3: Oh, and a live-in boy. And he
4: said uh, that she was playing around the railing when she fell over.
3: Always by. a good idea.
4: But uh Jordan's brother finds it difficult to believe that uh, Mandy was uh, playing around a railing, fall overboard, never to be found again.
6: I think what doesn't add up for us is the fact that there was 15 hours that surpassed between the time that Mandy uh was first missing to the time that our first family member was notified.
4: Oh Mandy. So uh, uh Jorge and uh the mom here had a uh, tumultuous relationship.
6: Oh. My sister uh, suffered severe bruising. She's had uh, reconstructive eye surgery, eye socket surgery. We shared that with the authorities, and I'm sure that will be part of the investigation.
3: Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on a second. First of all, I want a little credit for not singing the rest of that Mandy line, which I had constructed in my head. Who wants to hear it? Go ahead. Oh, Mandy, you fell and you sank without floating. Oh, Mandy. terrible And then I, I was going to run the next line with boating. Mm-hmm. I'm on a roll. I got to put these things out, like the Ms. from Mindy, who fell in the drink. Anyway, um, the uh... I'm not even gonna look at you for two minutes. <laughs> <because of that. laughs> oh yeah, that'll show me. <laughs> it will.
5: It'll drive you crazy. Watch. I'm not even gonna look. Oh,
3: am I being shunned? You know, you're a terrible person. What are you I am, to...
5: but I mean, at least I try to hide it a little bit. You don't. Yes, I do.
3: You try. Here's how you try to Jorge hide being probably, a terrible. probably, you know,
5: uh, might have, This is just speculation, but Jorge probably beat Mandy, and then she like <laughs> fell off a thing, and so Mandy. And you're singing songs about Mandy sinking to the bottom. Mandy, because suffering is over. you have
4: to remember, she only had one
3: eye socket repaired, so she had one good one left. Maybe she couldn't. Maybe her depth perception was off, okay. and she couldn't see the railing. That is a plausible theory, actually, if she didn't. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Isn't are we the first class pool? Yes, take one more step. You'll are we? Are we to understand from the story? And, and I'm not saying this is the case. I'm trying to understand the facts. Are we to understand from the story that there were allegations of abuse of Mandy by Jorge, of, of whom we're now speaking like brother we know them?
4: Steve. But, by Jorge.
3: So Steve... Hold on. Steve says that Jorge perhaps abused Mandy. Yes. And broke her eye socket. Yes. It's called a door. It's called a door. Walk through it and get in your car well, and Mindy leave. It's not a door. I, well, Mindy's not anything anymore, Tim. Uh so uh Is it Mindy or Mandy? Mindy. Oh why was I singing oh, Mandy he- earlier? Well that doesn't make any <laughs> sense now. That doesn't even work. Now my whole joke is
4: Good.
5: That we
3: let you do whatever you want here. All
5: right. It is the Rick Emerson show.
3: Have you ever uh, have you ever read any of Rule Dahl's sort of adult stories, like his short stories for grown ups?
4: No, we should read one now.
3: Oh, they're terrifying. <laughs> uh, would you mind? There's, there is the most.
5: I don't know if I have. Like, what's a what's a sample one?
3: <sighs> uh, his most famous story for adults, and again, not like sexual, but they're stories for grown-ups. They're not for children. Although I read them as a kid. Um, he wrote. You can buy the rule, Rold, the rule, adult omnibus, which is a collection. He wrote these incredibly warped short stories. The most famous of which is called "The Man from the South," and I won't give uh, anything away because a lot of them have the O. Henry sort of twist at the end. Uh, but uh, "The Man from the South." is a great, great story, and it's about two guys who strike up a conversation in a bar, and they're both kind of betting men. And one guy is wealthy, one guy's not. And the wealthy guy says, says, do you have a cigarette lighter? And the poor guy says, yeah, I got a cigarette lighter. And the wealthy guy says, you know what? I got a Cadillac out front right now. If you can strike your cigarette lighter ten times in a row without it missing, I'll give you my Cadillac. But if it misses, I'm going to chop off one of your fingers right here.
5: That's like in that movie Four Rooms.
3: Uh, it maybe be based on the same story, then.
5: Yeah, I think it was the Quentin Tarantino movie where, yeah, if he lit light yeah, lighter that, once... That, and... No, that's it.
3: That's, that's, that's yeah. from Rule doll Yeah, and he's like, if it misses, I'll chop off your finger, but if you light it ten times in a row, you get the Cadillac. Uh, and then it's got the word... It gets to the ending, and you're just like, oh, God! Uh, and the ending is not what you expect, by the way. Here's another great rule doll story. It's called The Great Switcheroo, uh, and The Great Switcheroo is about two next-door neighbors, two men, like a Barty, Rubble, Fred Flintstone kind of a thing, who conspire... Uh, one night, to at two in the morning, secretly swap beds for an hour uh, to try to sample each other's wives without being discovered. Uh, they, it's, they're just sounds very 70. Oh, they're just, it's just they're just the most horrifying stories. And because he's such a great writer, and you read him, and you're just like, and you, I mean, you do make the connection that like this is the same guy who wrote *James and the Giant Peach*. Are they kind just of like
5: short stories? They're like?
3: short stories. They're all you know, 10, 15, 20 pages. Um, it's um. But there is a really chilling story about a woman who falls off a cruise ship uh, at one point, and uh, it just one of those stories just just warped me forever. So, you know,
5: all dolls messed up.
3: Yeah, yeah.
5: He... I remember witches uh, used to the witches used to scare me he's when I was kid, like warped, that man. book.
1: There's
3: something really wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, had you ever read the Twits?
5: Oh my god! I think when I was the Twits
3: was... is for me not definitive, but the Twits is a great overlooked rule doll book, which you can find at Powell's Books at Cedar Hills Crossing, by the way. The Twits is presumably for children, but it's just so freaking warped. It's just a little fanciful sort of children's book about two old married people who live together and hate each other and torment each other every single like,
5: day. John, I, I did read that.
3: It's awful. Tim, did you ever read the Twits? No, but it sounds like fun. It's, uh, it's like an old, How hideous like it, married couple that sit there, and they do nothing but torment and torture each other all day long. And it's for children. I mean, it's just so so. Freaking weird. So, all right, here's Tim Ryan. Next time we have a middle school come through, maybe we can have a little reading group. And then you can call them obnoxious. I thought they were gone. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, the door's like a foot away from you. Bad <laughs> <laughs> depth percentage. Uh-huh. Okay.
4: Well, it seems there's been a little puff of smoke coming out of the Oregon Weapons Depot in Hermiston today. Not to be alarmed, though. A block pipes are blamed for the smoke that filled a very teeny small area in the incinerator plant at the Umatilla Chemical Depot in Hermiston. The depot is disposing of obsolete chemical weapons left over from the Cold War. Uh, there were no injuries, no danger to the community. Go ahead, eat those Hermiston watermelons. <laughs> Go ahead. Army officials are investigating. They're sure there's nothing wrong. All protective systems worked perfectly
3: and as designed. Uh-huh. The public was in no danger at any time. No.
4: Well, getting turned down for sex led a man to set himself on fire. It happened in Florida. The victim's girlfriend told investigators that 41-year-old Robert Costa pushed her out of the home and broke her cell phone. Then he took some uh, prescription painkillers, poured gasoline on himself, and lit himself on fire. Where did this happen?
3: Florida.
5: Yeah. That was a lie.
3: Uh, that you were so far behind there that it didn't matter. Oh, but
5: you did it again. That doesn't count. I'm just saying. Something rude and interrupting. Tim. Their rental home also caught fire. <laughs> of course it did.
4: The girlfriend drove to the nearest fire station to get help. She couldn't call. He stomped on her, her cell phone.
3: Do you have a strange admiration for people who set themselves ablaze? I do. I only <laughs> wish it was me. <laughs> no, I mean that's it's uh, it's kind of. I mean that shows a lot of sack. Well, it it so, really does. It, it sounds like something that a teenager would do. I'm supposed to get children in their self-immolation games. It 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 just. I mean. You, if you set yourself on fire, I mean, intentionally, not like that Japanese guy yesterday, um, if you set yourself on fire on purpose, you're really making a statement there. I mean, that that you and especially so many Japanese because they have so much to live for. I mean, what with what with their various machines that dispense old panties, the um, setting yourself on fire. That's a guy who means it. I mean, that's that's not like a cry for help. Is setting yourself on fire is not trying to get attention. That's not asking for people to, to 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 treat you better. Setting yourself on fire is uh, you you've had enough. You've had your fill, and you've decided it's time to go, and you don't want any turning back. It's like those guys who jump off the Golden Gate Bridge. Jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge, not a cry for help. When you jump off the Golden Gate Bridge, that's a one way that's a one way street right there. Uh, that is a uh, that is a lever that cannot be unpulled. Here's Tim Riley, your personal savior. This comes to us from Orlando, Florida. From aware where? By...
5: I'm sorry, Tim.
3: That's
4: all right. I'm used to it. It doesn't bother me at all. Uh, parents are outraged over letters sent home from Central Florida schools calling their children overweight. Uh, apparently, parents are blasting Florida's latest health screening report cards calling the findings pure insult and bad math. Why, he would have to be 75 pounds, said one parent. I think at the time they weighed him, he was 90 to 92 pounds. He would have lost 15 pounds and been within normal rage. Uh, normal, according to Body Mass Index, or BMI, is a calculation every school district is using. The calculation is based on weight, height, age, and gender. Uh, the BMI screenings are recorded under Florida Live and includes all students in the 1st, 3rd, and 6th grade.
3: I had no idea. Did they weigh you when you went to school?
4: I wonder if they had scales back then. I mean, I so-
3: <laughs> you, you, you had to stand at one end of a big rotating stick, and somebody else had some, well, some I, stones.
4: I remember getting a physical in a room with a mimeograph machine.
3: Really? And smelling those chemicals. Yeah, the mimeograph machine—that's a great smell. That, that's a high-concept topic right now. Uh, things that uh, things that ought not to smell good but do.
4: Yeah, my school was built in
3: 1892. Is that true? Yeah. Well, of course, you're from New England. Um, you get—you guys got all the cool stuff first. Uh, out here people what, what is your tree well what is your uh, your school well it's just it's it's just in this hole of dirt you know um i don't think they ever weighed us all they ever did with us is they would come through once a year and they'd look for lice and scoliosis that was it uh and then that and i don't think they ca i mean everybody i went to school with was fat i mean it was Kennewick. everybody was just, everybody was either really really underweight or really really overweight the school didn't do anything about it they didn't care so all right let's do one more and then we'll take a break
4: Two big acts have agreed to perform at the upcoming 17th annual MTV Music Awards. Wait. Does anybody hear about this anymore? Wait,
3: hold on. Are these contemporary acts? Uh, yes. Well, then I probably don't know.
4: Uh, the Coldplay and the Pussycat Dolls will take the stage at the event.
3: Now, aren't the Pussycat Dolls just strippers? Isn't that the thing?
4: I'm not sure. I think that they're oh, judged yes. by Mike Myers.
5: I, I mean, mean, now they're now they're singers.
3: Are they? Really?
5: Singers. Oh, that's where... What's they have their that, name? that Don'tcha song. Is that Nicolette... Shares isn't
3: she a steve button-drundle isn't she a uh isn't she a pussycat doll
5: poor i don't know you what you're talking be. about I don't, even, I
3: don't even really know well, they
5: always have, like, <laughs> they always have like random celebrities who are like i'm a sexy mom like i remember like after Ugh. like all of them will just go up there and put on fishnets and like dance around yeah I don't know.
3: all right well whatever understand. i'm not gonna watch it it doesn't matter yeah. all right okay
4: there, there's some strange report. That was going out saying that Paul Newman was dead, and apparently he was picked up by the AP and CNN, and then they found out that he's doing just fine. As a matter of fact, he's racing cars around Texas. So
3: not dead.
4: No, he's still alive. Now,
3: where did the report come from that he was dead?
4: Apparently from the
3: AP and CNN. Well, how would that happen? That doesn't happen by mistake.
4: Well, people make mistakes.
3: Yeah, but I mean, well, all right. So he's
4: still alive. So stop calling
3: him dead. <laughs> but like, not that he would know at this point. I know that. Um, but I mean, hey, I had a great idea for a for a wacky novelty product. Who wants to hear it? I do. Okay. So, <laughs> I can hear that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> by the way. Wow,
1: Rick, I can't wait
5: to hear it. Shut up! Um,
3: I was at uh, I was at the store the other day with Laura, and we were walking through looking for something or other, and we ended up going down that aisle that has the salad dressing, and there's all of that Newman's Own stuff, and if you've seen the Newman's Own things, which are really good, by the way. Uh, he
5: has really good salad dressing.
3: He has great, he has great chocolate chip cookies as well. Uh, uh, you know, it's hard to find a store-bought cookie that's good, uh, but Newman's Own is really good. But if you look at that Newman's Own packaging, it's always, you know, the same face, but with, like, a different hat or something on, like, to denote sort of what it is. So there's, like, Newman's Own, like, Farm Fresh, and that's like him with a straw hat. And then there's Newman's Own, like, Southern Style. And that's him with...
5: He even makes, like, dog food and everything.
3: Yeah. And, like, him with the dog food, I think it's like him with, whatever, like a dog in the picture or something. And then there's, like, Newman's own Mexican style. I think it's like him with a sombrero. So, But it's all the same photo of Paul Newman, and they just change his clothes and his hat. So I had a great idea for a knockoff product, Uh, and it would then be Manson's own. And so then it would just be, like, Manson's, and so then it it would just be Charles Manson with a huge swastika in his forehead, but, like, you know, but, like, with a jaunty hat.
4: But I think that's a great idea.
3: Manson's own. Manson's own cookies. So it would be like, you know, so it'd be so it'd be like Charlie Manson, we'd like one of those big Pillsbury doughboy like poofy white baking hats, but then with a huge swastika on forehead. Manson's own. All right, maybe that's not such a good idea. Look, they can't all be gold. Uh, this profound emailer writes in and says, "Rick, if you build a man a fire, he'll be warm for a day. Set a man on fire, He is warm the rest of his life. Are we
5: breaking? yeah you look like you got something prepared over there no i was trying to but i I i'm not confident in the censoring capabilities of someone that i do not know who's on youtube i have a song by the manson girls we could play that oh that sounds fabulous well there's this other great band too um <laughs> called uh the wonderstrucks i believe i don't
3: know anything and about they, have them. This, uh,
5: they have this they have the song about um manson girls as well I think that it's is the i for one would love to hear it com. <laughs> I, would com forward slash the wonderstruck
3: thank you Sarah. you're a good person uh, we don't have to play the Manson girl song. Please. No, it's a... all right. Really? Do you want to? It's creepy. I do. It's timely. I mean, is it is it timely?
5: Aren't yeah. we talking about Manson?
3: I suppose. Uh, let's see here. Where is my, where is my, where did I put my Manson girl song? All right, so this is from, uh, one of those albums that Charles Manson put out. Uh, I forget if, I think this is before all the killing. Uh this is I'm unclear people have asked me if Squeaky From is on this, and by people I mean Aaron. Uh if Squeaky From is on this, and I don't really know. Is I'm on un- part
4: of the wall of sound. <laughs>
3: the um the um uh I don't know the answer to that. Uh she's uh, she's not really the Diana Ross of the Manson Girls. Susan Atkins was kind of the Miss Ross. Um uh anyway, so this is the Manson Girls singing a really, really creepy song. Uh, we're back after this with Mr. Skin, a uh, top five uh, hair metal acts from the 80s who had a big hit and then vanished forevermore. Dave Zinn asks us to vote for him. More from Tim Riley and so forth. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Rick Emerson radio program. One is
1: it's one, it's one, it's one Inside yourself or your father All is all is it's one And you come, come behind you it's just a dream, the valley of death, and I'll find you, hours went on a sunshine beam. So bring on the young perfection, for there will surely be no cold, pain, fear, no hunger.
3: Why, hello, it's the Rick Emerson Radio Programme. Coming up on 30 hours away from Rick Emerson. Listener party 11 happening tomorrow night, 7 p.m. No, 8 p.m. Doors at 7, show at 8.
5: I want to throw my carrots at you. Okay. I don't know why. It's nervous excitement. are you excited?
3: I am excited. Are you more nervous or are you
5: more? I'm freaking out.
3: ...anticipatory I'm more freaking out.
5: No, I'm just I'm, I'm full on in stazzy mode.
3: All right. No, no, no. It's you know what? Your roast is done. You got your outfit picked out. You know what shoes you're gonna wear.
5: I don't know. I haven't tried on the shoes with the dress.
3: I'm just saying you're going to look fantastic. You got your roast completed. It's all going to be good. There's, uh, there's a
4: certain joyousness going
3: with that. There's a, there is, there's a sort of an exuberance uh, that you'll have. So, that is coming up 30 hours and 18 minutes from now, tomorrow night, 8 p.m., Thursday, May 15th. That is tomorrow, 8 p.m., at the Crystal Ballroom in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Rick Emerson, Listener Party 11, featuring the Rick Emerson Roast, a fantastic uh, intro film. Uh, a, the world premiere of a brand-new short film starring Tim Riley. Music from Emerson, uh, Starship, and Nickel Arcade. More excitement than one could shake a oh, stick Oh, we get to hear the
5: Britney Spears theme live.
3: And you get to hear the Spears and the Britney Watch theme live, which I never have, by the Me way. Me either. Uh, I mean, I've heard them... Um, I've heard them play it, obviously, on record, and then I saw them live and they didn't play it. And not think they played it when they were in the studio that day, because they were acoustic. So actually, for a lot of people, this will be the first time you ever get to hear I Hope There's Vodka in Heaven live. We should maybe play that later. Either today or, you know, maybe today. If we can play it next hour sometime, or maybe the break or something. All right, uh, Richie Bristol, can you let Mr. Skin another? we'll get him in just a few? This, however, is your personal savior, Tim Riley. And now, from the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. Can lingerie really
4: empower a woman? Yes. Japanese company apparently thinks so. They've designed a solar powered bra capable of generating enough electricity to charge a cell phone or an iPod. Now, Japan showed off its solar power bra on Wednesday in Tokyo. It's not in stores just yet. It's environmentally friendly. It includes a solar belt that goes around the stomach, but its creator admits that people uh, usually cannot uh, get outside
3: without wearing it. I don't understand. Like what... a pair, it's, Would... a, it's a solar bra. Would that require you to then walk around outside in I, your I bra, guess, though? I, I guess so. It wouldn't work here in Oregon, more no. than likely. Well, no, because in Oregon, women, either wear... women in Oregon either cover up completely or they take off their top and show their bosoms. But that's only if you don't want to see the bosoms. Yes. Yeah. It's like... Uh, you know, it's it, you know, it's like how cats can always tell the person who is allergic to them and doesn't care for them. Like I went over to Joni's house the other day and she has a cat. And I, I'm not trying to knock the cat. The cat's just doing what it does. But I walk in and the cat just, ah! and jumps right on me. Can't be dissuaded from jumping on me, rubbing up against me, rolling around in my lap, lunging at my face with its claws, all because it knows that I'm allergic. And so it is with women. Uh, you know, women know what you don't want to see. And then they make it, They go out of the way to show it to you, I suppose. As it is with guys, I would imagine. All right, here's Tim Riley. Let's do a snuff watch. Here's your snuff watch for Wednesday on the Rick Emerson Radio Program.
4: Damn Up we go to the world of rock and roll. John Rutsey The founding member of the Toronto rock band Rush passed away over the weekend. According to his management company, he was 55. He was famous for playing Rush's 1974 debut album, which included the song In the Mood, before deciding to go on to leave the group due to health concerns. He suffered from diabetes. He was unable to uh, go on extended tours with the group. He was replaced by drummer Neil Pearl, uh, having marked the turning point of the band's sound toward progressive rock. Rush was formed in 1968 in Toronto and was eventually uh, composed of guitarist Alex Lifeson, bassist Jeff Jones, and shortly thereafter replaced by Geddy Lee and Rutsy. In a 1989 uh, interview with Alex Lifeson on Rockline Radio, they still have that show? I don't think
3: Rockline's still on it. Rockline with Bob Coburn? Yeah. I don't think so. I think it's uh, off the air now.
4: Uh, Rutsy gave up playing the drums uh, shortly after he left the band and went into bodybuilding. He was competing on the amateur level. Uh, for a while, doing that for a few years. No official statement has been released on the cause of death, nor are plans for a memorial service.
3: Uh, if I was a bigger Rush fan, I'd be able to make some joke about that. Um, about the, uh, you know, blah, 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 Rush will be at Rutsi's funeral. The funeral march will be played in 1675 time. He doesn't have to rush anymore. And it... Also, that yes. If you ever want to anger a Rush fan, just tell them that John Rutsey is a better drummer than Neil Peart. It's you. I mean, if you're look, I can say this now because he's dead. But I mean, if you're if you're John Rutsey and if you're a Rush fan, you know what I'm talking about. Neil Peart is considered by many people to be not only the greatest rock drummer ever, but but one of the most technically accomplished percussionists of the 20th century. Period. I mean, he's like from he's he's not of this world. He's from Mars. He's unbel. It's like he has five brains and ten hands. It's it's staggering. So John Rutsey, though, is just some dun 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 guy. So, I mean, it really is... I mean, he's not even really Salieri to Peart's Mozart. He's sort of like, uh, you know, that guy downtown uh, that plays the guitar with two broken strings uh, to to Mozart. So, well, he's dead, so he doesn't have to live with those comparisons anymore. Godspeed, John Rutsey! They call him the dying man. Sorry, I was trying to get something there. One more and then we'll speak. are you ready to, uh, Tim to talk with Dave Zinn? I am always ready to speak with Dave Zin, and then we'll get some phone calls. We've got somebody from the Manson family, somebody with questions about the party and another woman who needs a date because uh, it's been a lot of guys' another woman here uh, who's single looking for a date richie and if we if we have to do skin tomorrow Richie that's that's fine. I mean it's a another word it's a busy busy day, so if, if skin has to go tomorrow, that's I understand that I should read this one email, Rick. Let me tell you the one thing I love about your show. I was listening in my car to you detailing the different hats that Paul Newman wears on various dressings when I had to take a short trip from my car to the office. When I got to the car, 30 seconds later, I turned on my radio. There was serial killer music overlaying the sounds of children's voices. What happened in 30 seconds to warrant the transition from Paul Newman to serial killer singing? Best show ever. Well, I'm not going to explain it. That's part of the mystery of this program. It's yeah,
5: I, I don't even know what
3: we're doing half the time. It's almost more compelling, Michelle, if you don't know. Hello, Dave Zinn. Good afternoon. How are you, sir? I'm great. How are you? I'm Dandy. Dave Zinn, the gatekeeper. Uh, You are the sole decider of who comes into and out of this building, who is allowed to come into the building, and who must wait outside like a commoner. Is that not true? That is true. Okay. Um, So you came into my office yesterday with your ballot. That's right.
1: Is this They're so? Are these ones that you filled out?
3: Pull up a stool. Dave.
5: What's going on with these like little black circles?
3: So what is the deal? You just oh. don't know what to. This. You've given us all copies of your ballot, and we'll get to these phone calls here in a second. But you've given us all the copies of your ballot what, because you just don't know who to vote for, or or you don't know what some of these are. Well, I uh, I need some help with some of the people. I'm... Would you mind now? Your ballot is, of course, your own private business. But uh, are you okay with us uh, revealing some of your votes, or is that or Please. not? Are, are Please. Up to you. Are I'm, you are okay an open that?
1: book over here? All
3: right. Attention,
4: uh, Hillary Clinton. Barack- I have some bad news for you. <laughs> <laughs> United-
5: extra- do you have a pen or pencil or I do not. Anything? I'm sorry.
3: I, I don't. I have a. I have a huge marker. That's it. All
5: right. Oh.
3: Uh, okay. Let's see. So we have here. Uh, you have voted for Barack Obama for president. That uh, is correct. Can't look- go wrong with that. Uh, United States senator. You have voted for Jeff Merkley. And, and- <gasps> how
5: could it be a toss-up between Merkley and the Hook?
3: And Steve the Hook. Now it says vote for one, Dave.
6: I know. Uh, You've already I... voted so, for see, two here. So, you were here.
5: confused?
3: I, I'm confused. I need some help on this
7: one. I'm
6: divided.
3: Should Wait, I go for the hook? or? Hold on, uh... but, well, hold on a second. But you voted for the hook, Steve Novick, and also Jeff Merkley. Now, but you voted twice. Doesn't that invalidate your ballot?
5: No, I think that he's trying to make the decision between these two.
3: I want to white out one of them. Are you allowed to do that, Tim? I'm not
4: sure. I, I would don't... imagine if the machine can't see it.
3: I don't know that, that you can right. just be whiting things out. Um if you make a mistake, call your county elections office and ask for a replacement. I think this might count as a mistake, Dave. Voting for two where it's just to vote for one. I well, I would just I would
6: hate for your vote not to be counted. What if I could write in the uh the one I wanted? Oh I see. So bottom. you voted
3: for Jeff and Steve Novick. You could maybe write Steve Novick in and maybe that would count. Sort of a sort of a best of 3 kind yeah, of Yeah, that'll be. Fine. All right. Uh United States Representative, 3rd District, John Sweeney. Don't w- know. Why?
6: Uh, I just like that
3: last name the best, I guess. <laughs> the mind of the American voter, ladies and gentlemen. You don't like the lone vet? Lone vet? What, is, w- what does that mean? I guess he's a veterinarian. Joseph Walsh. L- Joseph lone Walsh. Vet. And then it says parenthetically, lone vet. Is mm-hmm. that like a nickname? What are you? I'm the lone vet.
4: Well, or that... remember next time one you, of your pets is sick?
3: Well, why does he get to give himself a nickname and the other candidates don't? I don't understand democracy. He's the only one of the
6: three that may be a vet.
3: I'm not voting for a guy who's given himself a nickname in here. Secretary of State, you voted for Kate Brown. Any reason? He's kind of cute. All right. State Treasurer, Ben and, West...
4: And, and Vicky L. Walker is not.
3: Vicky, there's Rick Metzger. Yeah, what's wrong
5: with Vicky L. Walker? Yeah. Dave's in. Yeah, Dave. She's a looker Why you well. got to hate? Uh, you know, uh,
6: we're just friends. <laughs>
10: <laughs> State Treasurer, Ben Westland,
3: running unopposed. A lot of these people yeah. are unopposed.
10: Yeah, All seriously. these people
6: are unopposed. I mean, Nobody wants I don't even want to vote the for them. There's no choices, really. Margaret so. is
3: yuli yim Yu guy. <laughs> By the way, I should know that Margaret Carter's running unopposed, but you still haven't voted for her. You just skipped her altogether. <laughs> <laughs> even running unopposed, Margaret Carter can't get
6: your vote. Well, that's the thing. I don't want to uh, Why? Why should you vote for somebody that's not... That's a fair point. It doesn't, doesn't mean, have any opposition. It doesn't seem sporting, does it? No. no, it's like, how many votes
3: do you want? Yeah. That's right. One ought to be... One but should be enough. But you felt the need
5: to vote for best, uh, Ben
1: Westmont.
3: That's true. Uh, state Representative Tina Kotek. I bet that name was a lot of fun in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh nonpartisan state judiciary. I don't care about any of these. No, um, no, I'm skipping these. Just, I don't so. even live in this town. Go to the back. Nope. City Go to of the Portland. Back. Okay. Now, who are all these mayor people? City of Portland. Mayor. So the candidates are Lou Humble, Kyle Burris, David the Ack Ackerman. Again, David a guy. who's a wrestler. David the Ack Ackerman? Really?
5: Mm-hmm. That makes me not want to vote for him. I don't know what he stands for.
3: I went to a, when I first moved to Oregon, like, ten years ago, uh, my wife and I went to, I was like, you know, it was like a, like, coffee house or something. We were having, like, an open mic night. You know, we just went to get coffee, but it was, like, an open mic. And, guys, you know, you could come and bring your guitar and sing a couple songs. And the guy who hosted the open mic night gave, referred to himself also using his nickname, and he did air quotes, like, when he did it. He's like, mm. my name is Bob the Bobster ba-ba-ba and then he did it again later on he's like you know i'm bob aka the bobster and we were you know we never went back you know
5: i'm looking at i kind of want to vote for patricia stewart because it kind of sounds like patrick stewart if he was a woman
3: totally so patricia so patrick stewart in a dress picard in a dress yeah all right uh let's see here uh what else do we have uh so you voted for sam adams is that just because you like his beer
4: I'll
3: have I, a stand. I Sam think Adams. you're only allowed to vote for him. Yeah. Not I you're <laughs> not the only alo- one allowed to be mayor. <laughs> from can, what I read. You can't vote for anybody I mean, else. You can
4: vote for anyone you want, but Sam Adams is going
3: to be the mayor because it's already been decided. By, <laughs> there I you think. go. Well, in America, we're used to that kind
5: and of thing. And Sam of Adams things. is just pretty.
3: You haven't voted for commissioner, so we'll skip it. Uh, there's Amanda Fritz, though. I like her name, Amanda Fritz. Doesn't Amanda Fritz, Amanda Fritz sounds like she's like a I remember a her
5: from t- Candidates Gone Wild. Well. I think she's the one that sang that... Um, Natasha Bedingfield song. Really? Talent Did she have
3: crazy eyes? I she can't had remember. total
5: crazy eyes.
3: As befitting a woman with the name Amanda yes. Fritz, and she sang "The Rose" with tears in her eyes.
5: I was just like, "Really, lady, you're singing?"
3: Uh, Richie Bristol, are you in the studio or in the? Mm-hmm. He's not in here. Can you, Richie? Can you check the warm line? I'm not sure who that might be.
5: Blowing it, Richie.
3: Okay, thank you. If it's skin, we might have to do him. We're like half. Yeah, all right. City of Portland, commissioner, you voted for Nick Fish. Uh, I used to watch Barney Miller, and there was a guy named Fish. I thought
1: that was the coolest name
3: of all Nick Fish and his wife, Bernice. All right. They're the Oregon relatives. I hope, by the way, that everybody is listening to this, because you're not... Like, you brought this to me already filled out. This isn't like a gag we're doing. We're not trying to talk to you. No, no, no. no, 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 no. no, Of course. I'm not trying to make you a more responsible voter in any way. We
5: just want to make them vote the hook. That's all I'm concerned with.
3: Commissioner, position four, uh, please describe who you voted for and why, Dave. Um, well, Edward
5: Kill. Just Edward
6: because, kill. uh. Ed- Edward Kill, and why? Yeah. I just think he'll, um, do a good job. You know, he seems like he's very, Will he uh. Kill at his job you, you see, he's very killer.
3: intense.
4: He'd be a killer.
3: As you said yesterday, how can you not vote for a guy whose last name is Kill? Yeah. So. Edward Kill is a pretty great name, actually. He's a no
4: nonsense fellow.
3: Yeah. Edward Kill. Uh, that's pretty righteous. He'd be like an Ed McBain character or something. Don Pendleton's Edward Kill. Uh, all right, let's see. Um, I don't even
5: understand these amendments to the
3: Constitution. Yeah, this is where Dave really ran into trouble. Here his troubles began. Um, State measures. Measure 51, amends Constitution, enables crime victims to enforce existing constitutional rights in prosecutions, delinquency proceedings, authorizes implementing legislation. Tim, what does this mean?
5: I don't know. I have no idea what that means. So
4: it, it explains it briefly underneath here. The result of a yes vote. The yes vote provides crime victims effective court processes to enforce existing constitutional rights regarding participation. Restitution and criminal prosecution slash juvenile delinquency proceedings authorizes implementing legislation. What I, what? I have no it idea what, what that like means. It, I, it doesn't mean anything. So, I mean, it's The vote, so it
3: no. How can there be a thing enabling you to enforce your existing, this is live, local, and relatable, kids. Mm-hmm. How can there be a thing enabling you to enforce your constitutional rights? Don't you just have them because they're, you know, your rights?
4: I suppose.
3: And here's the other and thing I, I don't understand.
5: It okay, but did you rights. look at
3: this? So I'm looking at state measures 51 and 52. They're the same
6: thing, word for word. Yeah.
3: Measure 52 is exactly the same thing. I've looked at every; it's exactly the same measure.
6: Uh, apparently, Court from Court and Fatboy told me that hardly anyone is opposing these amendments. So I you want
3: to be the voice of dissent? The case. consensus should no, be to vote no, yes. No, no, vote, no, vote no, no, no. let government stand up. Smaller government. Tim, oh. uh, uh, Dave, let's no not. You don't actually have to stand up. No, you can sit down. That was a figurative stand up.
5: You're right. These are. The same same. measure
3: 51 and 52 are the same. Don't let them do it.
5: So what is 53 then? 53.
3: 51. men's Constitution, modifies provisions governing civil forfeitures related to crimes. Of course. Permits use of proceeds by law. So this allows the man to take your stuff and sell it if you if they think you've committed a crime. No. No, I don't no. know to that. Oh. F that, Dave. Dave, you're voting no on 53. All right, and 52 good.
5: and 51. Yeah, no, Nobody, no,
3: but I don't understand. We, I, I, really, I hate to say this. This doesn't sound like us at but all. our
5: phone lines are full, so nobody's going to help us. So
3: I feel like why we change ne-
5: anything. Everything's fine.
3: But I feel like we need more information before making a, a reasoned vote here. And I know that sounds retarded because we don't care. But I mean, I, I want someone to come on and explain to me why state measures 51 and 52 are the same text. It doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, well, here's a couple. We'll get, uh, I apologize. If you're on hold, I swear we'll get to you in just a second. We're going to move through these calls. Some of these, uh, maybe. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show.
9: Sure. Hey, Rick. Uh A couple things. One, Thomas Jefferson said that our democracy uh required a well-informed electorate, and so far it seems that we're missing that mark sorely. Uh But second of all, Dave, you need a new ballot, dude. It's not like you can just circle uh one vote and, like, oops, LOL, I didn't mean to do that. You
10: should write that in. LOL.
9: <laughs> LOL. Yeah, yeah. So WTF. Take,
6: like, the smiley, winky face. Have <laughs> to go you down there. Clown hat. Yeah, you have to go down there and say, look, I asked up, uh,
9: can I get a new ballot? They'll be like, sure, hon, and you'll get a new ballot, and all will be well.
6: Okay, well, thank you. Um, apparently, the ballots must be into the place by next Tuesday, May 20th to count. Well, you got the days. Yeah, You got to like go <laughs> yeah,
1: you got, you got you put days. it in the mail.
3: Yeah, what, you, you, work at the front of, you work at the mail uh, place. You, there's a mail station right upstairs by your office.
1: All right, sir. All right.
3: Thank you, sir. I regret nothing. All right, there you go. Well, maybe somebody will call in and explain this to us. Um, so I don't understand at and how all. Can they,
5: how can you be voting for two me- Yeah, two measures are the same thing? Well,
3: what if you vote for measure 51 and 52 are exactly the same text? What if you vote yes on one and no on the other?
4: It's a trick. They do whatever they want anyway.
3: <laughs> I mean, that really, it really is. Doesn't, I mean, it doesn't. They're not
4: supposed to understand this. No. They're going to continue to do whatever they
3: please. The average citizen can't be helped at all. Well, so what we may do, Dave? Uh, would you? We may have you back on, uh, like maybe tomorrow. Would you? Could you come in again tomorrow?
1: I would be honored.
3: Because tomorrow, I really, honestly, no fooling. I want to get somebody from the city on to tell me what's what with this. Because it. No, it, you want the county or whatever the county, yeah. whoever. I want the man to come on and explain his ballot to me because it makes no sense. So, but I'm glad we've helped you out with some of the other things. Like, I'm glad we've all, let's all vote for Edward Kill, by the way.
4: I can. I don't live in this county.
3: Uh, Well, let's all here vote for uh, Edward okay. Kill.
4: Tim, you should I do shall. it, too, just to be wacky. All right.
3: All right. Okay. There you then go. I,
4: live, I do pay taxes here.
3: We are We are endorsing Edward. The Rick Emerson Show endorses Edward Kill for commissioner, position number four. Uh, we, we, we encourage no you. This
4: thing is a no-kill policy
5: should have
3: been his. And and we're telling you right now not to vote for anybody who's given themselves a nickname uh, uh, on this. We avoid that. Uh, That is, uh, you shouldn't vote for those people. All right. Well, Dave, we'll, we'll, we'll figure this out. We'll take this tomorrow. We'll figure it out.
6: Hey, thanks so We've much. We've almost
3: decided everything for you. Right. I know. Yeah. I appreciate it. We've made employee. up the majority of your mind. Uh, will we see you tomorrow at Rick Emerson Listener Party 11, Dave Zinn? Oh, of course. Actually,
4: he may be sitting at the same VIP table as me.
3: Why, will he? Whoa, Man. I'll definitely be there. All right. So, uh, so we'll, uh, all right. so we'll have you back tomorrow and we'll try to figure out the boggle with these. May I keep this ballot?
0: That is your copy, all right, sir.
3: thank you, sir. All right, Should Dave. I
4: your name on this? And...
3: Dave Zinn, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Thank you, Dave Zinn. Thank you. All right. Let's do a couple of these calls. I've been waiting, and then we'll break and we'll come back. Next hour, uh, we got the top five coming up. Top five 80s hair metal bands that had a huge head and then vanished forever, plus more from Tim Riley. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show.
6: Hey, Rick. How's it going? What's up? Hey, I'll try to make this as quick as possible because we're probably the only two people who care. But, uh, on the Charles Manson thing, I, I had went in the same thing on the delivery and you were talking about one thing, came out and heard the, the Manson girls singing and I uh, kind of tripped me out. But I was wondering if you have, uh, did you know that there was a leaked uh, copy on the web of the um, recordings that Manson did when he was at, uh, the guy from the Beach Boys pad doing those recordings?
3: Oh yeah, when he was with, uh, Dennis, Dennis Wilson. I didn't know that those were out actually. I do know that the Beach Boys they kind of downplay this now, but the Beach Boys recorded a song written by Charles Manson, and they try to uh, sort of gloss over that now and claim that he didn't write it. But, yeah, the Beach Boys, there's a Beach Boys song out there written by Charles Manson.
6: Yeah, well, if you do a little searching on the Google, which I'm sure you're good at, for, like, it's some guy has a blog, so blog and Manson, but he has everything posted but his newest album because the Charles Manson official site made him take uh.
1: it but he's got all that
6: stuff posted. It's pretty funny because you can hear them talking to Manson and him telling them why he's got to get the music out. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it'll be on iTunes any day now. All right. Thank you, sir.
6: Great show.
3: All right. Thank you, my friend. All right. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello.
6: Hey, Rick. How's it going? What's up? Hey. Um, I called about the party, but uh, those measures you guys were talking about? Yes, sir. The reason they're on the ballot is because there's some some uh, DAs and prosecutors that are not allowing crime victims in the process of the persecution of their uh, criminal. Well, but
3: but that doesn't. Well, for, I guess, and, we, and this we'll have maybe this full conversation tomorrow. But if if it's your constitutional right and they're not following it, really, what's what's one more law saying to do it?
1: Going to do the,
6: the law in the book says that that the 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 victim is allowed as part of the process and plea bargaining and everything else. But there's a lot of DAs and prosecutors who don't abide by that and it's not actually in the constitution. It's
3: mm.
7: just
6: a law. All right. So if it's in the constitution they have to go by it. All right, thank I, you. Yeah, but for the main reason I called? Yes, sir. Um you're not recording the party I take it. For we actually like Me who can't be there?
3: Well, we'll address that in a second. Uh we've actually never recorded any of our listener parties. Our listener parties have never been recorded. We've never done it in the past just because for a lot of reasons. Uh So you're,
6: so you're not taking a, like a uh a uh a book from uh, Adam Corolla and partying the night before recording it and playing it the next day, so you don't have to work.
3: No, 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 we'll um, be here the next day. We always are. We are always well, yeah, here I the know, following but, day. I can't speak for anybody else at CBS who might wish to uh, slack occasionally, but we are always here the following day. also, because, as I think somebody know, it would be it would have to be so severely edited down to be played on the air. That there would oh, be yeah. no point. It just it wouldn't be worth it. It would be pointless. So,
6: did you hear uh, Corolla's last party he had from Vegas? It uh, was like bleep and we bleep bleep. Yeah, bleep. I mean there would just be
3: no point. It would just be it would it would be ridiculous. So it'd be like okay. buying that clean as they want to be album for the Two Life Crew. I mean, really, oh. why? So, wow.
6: yeah, true. Yeah. So. Okay, right. well, I'm sorry I'm gonna miss it, but you guys have.
3: Why good. are you missing it, sir?
6: Um, because I get up at two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. Oh,
3: please, that is not. I, what What are your working hours?
6: My working hours? Yeah. Uh, usually 3 to 5. You know,
3: Carl Click gets up at 3 in the morning. He's going to be there.
6: Yeah, but he doesn't drive an 80,000-pound truck.
3: Ooh, good point. All right, no, fair enough. You get an exemption. Okay, man. All right, thank you. Bye. All right, do we have to break? Hey, Rhonda, I'm looking at Rhonda. Rhonda, I'm looking at you. We're looking deep into your soul, Rhonda. Uh, stay on hold, Rhonda. We'll get you just around the corner. Hang tight. Rhonda uh, says, need to date. Uh, so Rhonda, hang on. You'll be next on the Rick Emerson Show later on. Top five '80s metal acts that had one hit and then vanished forever, and more from Tim Riley. This, however, is Dwight Yoakam of the Rick Emerson Show.
1: Your heart can't lie. He'll
3: Radio program: An excursion into comedy. Five zero three seven three three two nine seventy. Five zero three seven three three two nine seventy. Coming up later on, Tim Riley will be here. We'll do the top five uh, hair metal bands from the '80s who had a big hit and then vanished altogether. The top five hair metal bands who had a big '1980s hit and then vanished altogether. Uh, and we'll also hear from a couple other uh, roasters going to be coming in later today. Talk to us about the, tomorrow. Let's uh, get a couple of these calls. I know that people have been very patient here. Hi, uh, Rhonda. You're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hi, Rick. Hi, Rhonda. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I am fantastic. How's life? How are things?
11: Well, you knowably, but. All right. How, How
3: can we be of assistance for you today, Rhonda?
11: So um I need a date for tomorrow but a but a not but a platonic date.
3: So you need a uh, you need a companion for tomorrow.
11: I need a companion for tomorrow.
3: Are you looking for Are you
11: are you in a relationship and the person I just am, can't yes, tell? I am married and my husband's out of town.
3: Wait, so are you looking for a man or a woman or either?
11: I guess either, yeah.
3: Because if it's platonic, I guess it, be, it oh, yeah, theoretically yeah, yeah. shouldn't yeah, sure. make much difference. So now what is the what is the purpose but, but,
11: but more likely a guy's gonna
5: be buying me drinks?
3: So you are looking for a attention, looking, Attention, you Tom Likas.
5: You're not supposed to let people know that we think like that. I
3: don't think you're supposed to put it all out there yeah, like you that, You've Rhonda.
5: done it for years. Come
1: on. It's true. So uh,
3: <laughs> you can hear a discussion of this, I'm sure, 45 minutes from now the Tom Likas program. <laughs> so you are looking for a man to buy you drinks, after which he will get no sex.
1: Exactly.
3: Are you looking for a gay man? Just you can say that that if that's what so, you're looking for.
5: That would be fine, too. So uh, but A gay man probably won't be interested in buying a lady drinks all night.
3: So well, I, I don't know. Uh maybe they could uh, they could ogle together. They could uh
1: This is true.
3: Ogle yeah. and you could ogle and make catty comments about the same people.
1: Exactly. Uh
3: all right, so you are what celebrity would you say you most resemble?
11: Oh I hate that question. Um I, at, only once in my entire life have I been been told anything and it was uh uh the girl who's married to that country guy, her name but she was the father of the bride girl. Anyone? Oh, I know exactly. She's married
5: to Brad Paisley, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's her name? What's her name? I do not know. married to
3: Brad Paisley. She was the daughter and father of the bride?
5: Yeah. She was
3: cute. Yeah, I remember it was like 40 years ago, but I, I, uh, yeah, I don't remember what she looks like. I just remember that she was attractive. Yeah, but that's
11: the only thing I've
5: ever heard, so I don't really trust it.
3: Well, I'm not even really sure how to proceed on this here if she's looking for a uh looking for a platonic uh, sort well, of Well, there's some
5: guy out there who wants to have, you know, a, a lady with him who thinks cuz you know, I found I found with some of my male friends, for example, yes. that he gets hit on more um if there's, like, a lady on his arm. Oh,
3: that's, that's actually... You no. Know, see, no, 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 there you go. Now you've got something It there. really
5: does help. Like, my buddy Kyle and I will go out together a lot, and he loves going out with me because... You're the lure. Exactly. exactly. And because they're like, hey, he has, you know, like a decent-looking lady with him, and it's like, and they're obviously not together, therefore he attracts us, you know... Way women. to go.
3: So it's like the seal of approval. That's actually the right way to... Because I didn't know how to proceed. Well done. So uh, do you have a space page?
1: No.
3: Oh, well, see, now that that, that does make things a little trickier. Um... Is there a photo of you, or contact info, or something somewhere online?
11: I could get one.
3: You could get a a, a what?
11: I, I could I could send you one.
3: You could uh, uh, so I guess we would then, I don't know. I see the problem is at this point if you don't have like a like a space thing, we would have to probably we would have no choice but then to put your email out there, which you may not want.
5: Yeah, I don't really want that.
3: Yeah, I I think that we I maybe think we,
5: lose lose. I
3: think we may be in the tall grass here. I think we may be in the weeds, Rhonda. I hate to say All right. that all right well
1: i'll go anyway
3: you know richie is uh richie is willing to uh to be your male friend for the evening (laughs) (laughs) okay there you go just for that reaction all right Rhonda, we will see you tomorrow thank you Rhonda. all right there you go fantastic uh hi you're on the rick emerson show hello hey rick how you
2: doing
3: what's up brother uh
9: first question when did you get into the flesh peddling business
3: I'm sorry? Oh, the... Was, I know,
5: seriously, it's like all... Just now? All well, all the time. it was
3: because of this this girl, Bobby, uh, who sent us an email, and she's like, hey, you know, I'm newly single, none of my guy friends are really that, you know, th- th- like the guy she works with uh, didn't listen to the show, and she's like, so I'm trying to get them into the show, but in the meantime, I need a guy to go to the party with, and she loves nerds, and so, you know, you love nerds, you come here. Uh, and, and so, but that, that, of course, then opened the floodgates for everybody to be like, get me late as well. So, yeah, that's that's a, that's a recent development, sir.
0: Well, as long as you get
3: your commission, <laughs> yeah. As long as I get to wet my beak.
0: That's right. Hey, question about uh, recording the listener party. Yes, sir. How come you don't record it and then put it on the internet as a podcast?
3: I think there's a, there's a couple reasons for. It. I mean, people have asked a lot about recording the roast. Um, I will say a couple things, uh, since we're talking about that. That's one of the facts, uh, one of the frequently asked questions. The other one is, do you need to dress up? And, of course, the answer is no. Dress up, dress down, dress however you want, no dress code, uh, no ticket, no cover, no whatever. Um, the recording of A, just to address the previous question, the reason we're not going to put it on the air is obviously because it's going to be relentlessly profane, and it would be edited, it, 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 it would be like four seconds long uh, after editing. As far as podcasting it... um. I think the other reason, if we can speak very plainly as adults here, a couple things. A, uh, some of our roasters have what we might term uh, respectable jobs. And so there is very much a, you know, although we will be discussing the roast at length the next day and talking about the whole party on Friday, there is very much a what happens to the roast stays at the roast kind of a vibe. Uh, and I won't be specific. Unless but
5: Rick and I have like a sailor mouth, so you don't, you have no clue. You have are, no idea how we profane are... we are. Well, I mean, I can
0: I can picture Sarah getting quite nasty, but I I understand Carl Click maybe needing to. I didn't say
5: that. But Sarah getting quite nasty—that's on a wrong. It was no, Rick has the worst the worst language of anyone I've ever met in my entire. I life. I
3: am incredibly profane. Uh, I didn't say Carl Click. That was you who said that. But I will note that some of our roasters do have somewhat respectable jobs, and so. Uh, Okay. So, again, for that uh, for that reason, that's another sort of contributing factor to, again, what happens at the roast stays at the roast.
0: So if you want to see, you got to go.
2: That's what I'm to
3: See, there you go, brother. Now you're singing my song. So that's the thing. You never know if you don't go.
5: That's
0: right.
3: All right. Thank you, sir. We'll see you tomorrow.
5: One to grow on. Thank you. I regret nothing. All right.
3: Uh, should we take a break early?
5: Why not? Because we have something that we want to play, correct?
3: You will be able to see this song performed live tomorrow, because we talked about the roast, but actually there's a whole bunch of other things. So the way that the evening is sort of structured, I mean, I'm not going to spill all the secrets, uh, but there's the roast, and then, you know, even when the roast, you know, once the roast sort of comes to a conclusion, uh, the merriment still has a long way to go tomorrow. have no idea
5: what they're in for. You have no idea. This is planned out. Like, we might be, like, talking about the rest of there's. So much ridiculous. uh, Yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna stop talking. There is a whole evening
3: of things happening. There are things. Uh, things to be happening. Once the roast happens, even once the roast is wrapped up, uh, there is still much, much, much to come tomorrow, uh, including
5: plenty of schmoozing and drinking. And
3: that's the other thing, and and we we will actually be able to really work the room and kind of meet and greet until kind of the roast is sort of wrapped up anyway. So and that'll
5: be after we've ingested many cocktails. So that's more of the fun part anyway. Yeah,
3: and everybody uh, will be really, really drunk. So, uh, so uh, will there be going to be a a fantastic set by Emerson Starship? I'm going to see their last work. Tonight. I've seen a little bit of the set list. it's unbelievable uh, those guys have never disappointed. Uh, I remember when they opened the last set uh, last year with DOA bloodrock uh, which blew everybody's minds you have no idea uh the set I really and I I, I can't talk about it too much because it makes because then I get all gibbered into a frenzy but last the last party last year uh, it was such a huge party anyway but then uh, Emerson Starship took the stage and they played DOA by blood Rock. And it, and no one knew it was coming. They they oh, That was the surprise. Man, that
5: was awesome. And
3: they started to, looking at the ceiling. And everybody in the crowd just John lost their minds.
5: Seven? I think
3: I know what they're going to open with this year.
5: Oh, are you writing it for me?
3: Yeah, I'm going to go yeah, see yeah, their yeah, rehearsal yeah. tonight. But I've seen a little bit of their set list. I think this is what they're going to open with this year. How cool would that be? I can't even think about it too much because it makes me too excited. No,
5: I can't even even respond. I just
3: wrote it down (laughs) and showed it to Sarah. I think that's the song they're going to open with this year to sort of set the tone. That is... Yeah. How cool is that?
5: Okay, I'm so excited.
3: Yeah. All right. Uh, So anyway, you will also hear this song tomorrow night performed live for perhaps the first time you will ever hear it. Ladies and gentlemen, performing tomorrow night at Rick Emerson Listener Party 11, Nickel Arcade. Emerson Show returns after this. Don't go anywhere. Tim Riley around the corner. Why, hello, it's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. Ladies and gentlemen, at the Ministry of Truth, Tim Riley
4: From the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. News breaking now. Former presidential candidate in North Carolina, Senator John Edwards, will endorse Barack Obama. The announcement will come tonight at a campaign event in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Before today's announcement, Edwards had repeatedly declined to back either Obama or Hillary. Once again, John Edwards will back Barack Obama. Remember those six dead lion seals? They thought somebody shot them? Nobody did. They died of heat prostation. It's always important to keep uh, these uh, lion seals cool. And, well, they didn't. They swam too far. A group of intellectuals is planning to dissect the non-deported mob drama The Sopranos. More than 60 college professors will gather next week at Fordham University's Lincoln Center for a conference entitled The Sopranos, Awake. During the four-day event, those in attendance plan to examine all aspects of the HBO series, including gender issues, ethnicity, parenthood, and cuisine. No one cares. That's what I say.
3: and now for Geek Watch. Here's your Geek Watch for Wednesday on the Rick Emerson Radio Program.
4: this high
6: speed modem is intolerably slow.
0: In the Quasar's dilemma, remember you used to
9: just a television show.
0: That's all, okay? <laughs> right, but. Because we were wondering if the Quantum Flux. is just listen on there, there. there is no Quantum Flux. There's no auxiliary. There's no goddamn shit!
3: You got it. Energized. Here, here's your uh, here's your geek watch uh, for Wednesday.
4: Blizzard Entertainment announces that the upcoming BlizzCon 2008 will take place in Anaheim, December 10th and 11th. Even though the price of tickets can be considered somewhat high, Blizzard is ex- expecting that they can sell it rather quickly thanks to numerous fans of the company's games. The convention is dedicated to Blizzard Entertainment games like the World of Warcraft. Here's that you just Starcraft. In Diablo franchise. You,
3: you just did a thing. Here's the thing you do. When, when when you are about to head into a thicket of words that don't make any sense, you put your hand up to your head and you sort of just lean over uh, like a man who's just sort of waiting for the final moments to You're run out of this up. clock. Yeah, totally. You sort of lean your head into your hand and you kind of do this little imperceptible shake of the head. Go ahead. I'm really into it now. <laughs> People that will participate will be
4: encouraged to take part in a number of activities such as testing of the games and patches the company plans to release, costume contests and tournaments for the players. In addition to these, the fans will be invited to discussion panels with the Blizzard entertainment developers and even a silent auction. The story is now over. There <laughs> you go. I wrapped
0: our yeah. by the Sons of War Watch. I shall avenge you.
1: Fantastic. Fantastic.
6: Oh, loneliness and cheeseburgers are a dangerous mix. Fantastic. When
0: I was a
4: kid, I was happy to have a slinky.
6: <laughs> slinky
3: con. <laughs> Where do you go to? Where we're going to Wheelcon, uh, 1906. Wheelcon 06. All right. Fantastic. Well, I guess it's time for other things, isn't it? Well, I suppose. Does that mean you're leaving us?
4: Well, not for long.
3: All right, no, no, because you'll be, be a little bit longer. because you'll be you'll tolerate our our insanity. We'll uh, be, be back at the four, five, six, and seven. Because you has got to be preparing oh, the weather. The... Let's welcome now to the uh, Rick Emerson Show from Rock One KUFO, our esteemed sister station, uh, Court and Fat Fatboy, host of Court and Fat Fatboy Show, which airs every night, uh, weeknights seven to uh, midnight. Hello, and how are you? Good. How you doing, man? I am. Uh, I'm fantastic. Were you going to BlizzCon this year? But no. Lit. Oh wait. Do you that's... guys play World of Warcraft? Neither you guys do. No, no.
10: We know enough about it so that we get emails from people saying, "Oh man, what's your WoW name?" So we we, we we've keyed in on a couple phrases to make it sound like we know what we're so talking about. So you get passing knowledge, <laughs> right? Like I,
3: like I say, guild every now and again.
10: Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. as long as we can leech the fans and get
3: more listeners that way, we'll, we'll fake it. Uh, the only I, we, I mean, I know Scott and his and his then wife played, it. I think she does. I don't think he does now. Yeah. Uh, I know
10: there, there are mounts involved. Yeah. There's, um, there's level grinding. Um, I know you kill boars. Right. Um, I think there's dwarves. All I know something
3: is that you can, moves? like, get stuff and then you can sell it on eBay. Or right. No, yeah. In lieu of, like,
7: a real job. The things that you win are, are worth real cash, I guess, yeah. somehow. Gold farms, oh, really? is what they're yeah. called. Well, it's like... I,
5: I don't understand the It's Warcraft Because it's, it's I like
3: a, uh, it's a... It's a role-playing game. Uh, and you have to, uh, you know, you're, as your character plays in the game, your character accrues gold and experience and wealth, but the deal is there are people who will go in the game and they'll gather stuff. Like if I'm a player and like I play 100 hours a week and you play like 10 hours a week, I'll like go and accrue a bunch of stuff and then go on eBay and sell it to you so you actually have stuff without like having to work for
7: it. Yeah, you don't have to waste your time and, and energy to get all the really cool stuff. You don't have to go into a
10: forest and kill a bunch of boars <laughs> to pick up loot. Oh, yeah. I see. You can just log on to eBay, pay 50 bucks, and some and like, like some, you know, 17-year-old Vietnamese girl who's been locked in like a 4x4 chicken coop playing World of Warcraft for 12 hours a day, yeah. that that girl's earnings will go to you.
2: Oh, my gosh. And
10: she'll get like an extra measure of grain or something a whole... to take back to her family. <laughs> it's
2: a whole world... What? Nothing. <laughs> just
3: so many comments coming to mind that I'm not going to. I'm not going to stop down to, to make. Uh, in any event, well, let's get a couple of these calls here, and then we'll uh, talk about uh, your part in tomorrow night's festivities. Oh. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson radio program. Hello.
9: Hey, Rick. It's Willie.
3: Hello, Hi, Willie. You. How are um, you today?
9: I am good. I am responsible for getting the drunk wheelchair guy to the party, so I need the actual street address, please.
3: So you're getting the, 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 the drunk wheelchair?
7: Guy. Is
9: he going to be drunk? Remember him?
3: Oh, is this the guy that called us and they were doing the bitching, wanted dead or alive thing?
9: Yes, and we sent you the e- the MP3. So I didn't. Uh, I
3: don't think I ever got that.
9: Oh, he didn't receive it. Sad. Okay, um, it's, it's, I sent it to Sarah and Tim.
3: Did oh, you get the this, the wheelchair guy singing, wanted dead or alive?
9: No, uh-huh. because
5: they did it on the air.
3: Yeah, but I think they said they sent us. The no, I never, I never no, we didn't receive it. You have to resend that, sir.
9: Okay, we will resend it. It was sent to all three of you.
3: Yeah, so that's. Well, the um, CBS email system is. Not it as that's ideal how big as. The
5: file is as well. okay. Yeah,
3: we uh, it really is just uh, it's not the uh, not the largest of pipes here for All our right, base. You ready? It's discriminatory okay. towards the disabled. Not, not well. the, yes, not
9: yes, the yes. largest of the series of tubes.
3: No, okay. it's not. It really isn't so much a tube as it is one of those tiny little coffee stir straws that <laughs> that uh, that can theoretically be used as a straw, but it really serves no purpose because you'd have to have amazing lung power and tiny lips
6: to make it work.
5: Are right, you so, ready for the address, sir?
3: Moving forward, yeah. What do you, you yeah, need sure. the address?
6: I'm, I'm ready
9: for it. Okay, All right, it's uh,
5: 1332,
6: 1332
5: West Burnside.
9: West Burnside. Thank you very much.
5: Yeah, and effectively
3: 14th and Burnside, sir. Yeah,
6: 1332. Yes. Sir. Thank you very much.
3: Thank you, sir. We'll see um, you tomorrow.
6: Absolutely, you will. All right, thank you. Bye. All right, there you go.
3: All right, so, so tomorrow court, fat boy, indeed, uh, big fun, big happenings uh,
5: tomorrow. Absolutely,
10: uh, yeah. I've actually, I was just, uh, I, I practiced it on like three different people here in the building. I have
3: yet to practice mine once. I haven't practiced it
10: at really? all. Really, well, that's you're good practicing
5: news. it in the building. I don't
3: even remember when any of it is. Sarah yeah. and I were, Sarah and I were talking about this. Yeah, like just I'm, been... I'm
5: practicing mine with, yeah, with friends. Oh, that's good. Tonight. So maybe,
3: maybe your wreckage will outshine ours yeah i'm just uh, i mean and i and i'm kind of bad in cleanup too so it's like it all the whole evening kind of rise. i'm not gonna hold not rise or fall but i mean the the final moment of the roasting is is me yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah it'll be it'll be on me to, to make sure that we don't end on the suck yeah, so
10: well, you've you've got us as lead in to the sucks.
3: Yeah. So I mean, well, we do know that we the reason why we're last uh, apparently is because we're the most profane. Are you uh, so you guys are sort of uh, I don't have the whole roasting order we, or anything, but you guys are sort you of,
5: last? I saw the order. I didn't think yeah, you did
3: Yeah, I, I, I believe we go right before you. All right, so we'll keep we'll keep part of the uh, we'll keep part of the order sort of a secret so that not everybody knows. But I do know so you guys are going no, toward the end or at the end. Yes. Yeah. Right. right before you. Yeah, I wrote mine and it was like a set it and forget it thing. Like I wrote it I'm like well that's done save, uh, <laughs> and then I realized yesterday. This is a true story. I realized last night I went I went to practice my roast last night at, you know, like 11.55 on, on Tuesday before the roast. And I realized I didn't even have it. I lost it somehow. I deleted it from my system. <laughs> oh. So I had to email Todd, the script supervisor. I'm like, um, I don't even have a copy of my roast <laughs> that I wrote. Hopefully you do, and he emailed back like moment that you know because he's poor Todd. Right. Oh yeah, poor Todd.
10: Who's They're just getting like, it from every single no, oh, person. Todd and
3: Joni. Joni called or Joni's kid called
10: in last night, and Joni was on the speaker phone and uh, we made sure to thank her because yeah. they are yeah. seriously catching it from all angles. I mean, it's especially really we're all panicking.
5: We're, like a lot of us are like last minute people, and it's like okay, now that you, you know it's the day before, why don't I just bombard you? With from her? what I understand, yeah, one her, like,
10: roaster has requested an outline. I understand supervisor. that you look not. Let's
5: not say who. But. Uh, no, I, yeah. don't,
10: I don't know who. I just know that oh. there, a, a roaster has requested an outline. So what I mean, do you not, mean? Not only are they uh, supervising to make sure that people aren't repeating jokes. Right. One of the roasters basically asked the script supervisor to uh, give them a skeleton for their own roaster. Oh, with this from person, which to work. To so I think they're probably, the probably
5: trying to, de- to decide if they, who they need to smack around a little. It's, yeah.
3: uh, no, it's tricky. I mean, uh, we, we will, we, you it's know, very we'll, stressful. we'll give full full props to those guys on Friday. But suffice it to say, they have a lot of plates to spin Indeed. and to coordinate mm-hmm. and to keep everything is sort of balanced in terms of flow. And, and I will say this. I don't, uh, I don't really know the specifics, but I do know that there was that the, how do I put this? Uh, The people who write for a living are apparently the ones who are the laggards in getting all of their stuff together. (laughs) Oh. Apparently, like, the more you actually are expected to be able to write uh, quickly and efficiently and humorously, the later and worse you were with everything. Wow. So (laughs) I'm just passing along the information that I was given. So hopefully that's all been remedied by now because I don't – the good news, bad news is, like, I haven't had any – because Sarah can tell you, I'm normally a micromanager of everything. Like well, it's I, it's weird
5: for us to not be in charge of the whole listener party. because yeah. usually we're used to doing that all. It,
3: usually it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it, Sarah and I buckle down, and we and we. I mean, Sarah and I. You know, we we won't bore everybody with these details of yesteryear, but I mean, but Sarah and I have had. I mean, the one story that does come out, I remember when we did the White Trash Barbecue at Billy Reid's, which was notable for you know a whole lot of things. But I remember you and I going. To like a value village or something or like a dollar store and buying a bunch of white trash crap. I don't remember it what it was, was dollars, though. All and then going things. to Billy Reed's and doing all the decoration. This is an intercom. Going and doing all the decorations by hand ourselves.
5: And buying like plastic kiddie pool. Like a couple like, and, like, <laughs> like
3: a couple hours before the party started. It's just insane. Like I look at it now and I don't even know how we did it. Like it just it's crazy. So uh, it does. Now we've got like a green room and everything, right?
10: Yeah. We got no. It's we got plush accommodations and lots of Fancy. whiskey. See, yeah. You know, and you know what I'm thinking? Whiskey? I know. A, is, is Vanish Twin doing the uh, the Vanished photography?
3: Vanish Twin is doing the photography. I, I'm nice. thinking
10: we, should, while we're all back there in the back room, we should do like a, a Vanity Fair spread. Since we're all gonna be looking like, <laughs> are you gonna go? Are you gonna with? go topless? Well, I, mean, I don't mean that kind of. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll hold his boobs. Yeah. Wow. wasn't wow. <laughs> <I'll, I'll laughs> talking janitor to me. Get more, an extra hand, friend. <laughs> But, you know, like one of those, like the Hollywood issue, when you have like a three-page gatefold spreader. Right. Yeah. Where they do the Sopranos cast. Yeah. Is, there, is
5: there a place back there? I guess we could go against the wall, perhaps. Well, you've been at, you know, there's a
3: long hallway leading to the green room back there. So. Well, and we'll have time before the doors open as well. We can actually yeah. do it up in, in the.
7: couple So we can all, all be, itself. like,
5: freaking out and drinking. So we'll be yeah.
3: back there drinking our pain and, and anticipation away together.
5: Uh, uh, oh, and
10: uh, uh, a quick tip. I just got this from uh, from Becca, our promotions uh, cheerleader. Yeah. Um, we should both probably take drinks on stage. Really? You and I. yeah. What? A to calm us down uh-huh. and and B to slow us down because if we start take the glass straight it. to our mouth and also because it looks righteous. Well, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I actually did my routine for my uh, one and a half that's year old daughter true.
7: and she was actually quite impressed. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, I practiced it on her today. So she, so, she was. she was, you know go ahead. So, okay, okay.
3: so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, the only reason that that's. Uh, that that is uh, Let's being done. So no, 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 no. no. You just know you just said something there, and I want to save. I will totally cop to that after the fact.
1: Okay. Uh, because is it part that's
3: because well, because there's many people that are doing that. So oh. no, no, no. And I don't. I want to. I want that to be after the fact because it's for a lot of folks, and okay. I want it to. So no no on Friday that will all be revealed absolutely okay. so I I, like get the back the to final I want on. it to be I want it to be a little more I want it to be smooth when people watch it so that there isn't in their heads always kind of that, listening for it that's listening for it okay. so yeah no, no no on Friday we will talk about all that that's so understandable yeah so thanks Aaron um, <laughs> best laid plans that's okay at least at least he didn't uh, well never mind there was something else that Sarah and I had to dump a few weeks ago that somebody said on the air about the party oh. Oh, you, you, yeah, know yeah, what, yeah, you know yeah, what you know what I'm yeah. talking about.
10: Are there other so, secrets
3: still to be revealed? I
10: didn't say anything. Oh. Sarah, have you seen some of the uh the listener roast jokes that have come through cuz I know that's what you're going to be reading, right? I did.
5: I did indeed. I went through them and uh picked out some all of them are really good. Some of them are just
10: vicious. They're foreign. supposed to be vicious. They
5: are very vicious. vicious. No, I picked out I, I picked out the most uh, vicious like intelligently written ones.
3: Ah. So, do we do we catch any of those darts or are they all ricks? Uh, no, it's all,
5: it's all right. I think it's the all
3: listeners right. all went for me. I think that was okay. a whole lot of, like, I got the big, you know, they had the lock on.
10: Are you sure, guys yeah. are you guys
5: just taking everybody to town? Um, not everybody. Uh, I know I know.
10: court's aiming at most of the dais. I've got about two-thirds yeah. of the dais. I spent a lot of time
7: on Carl uh, Click for some reason. I know nothing <laughs> about the man, but I spent a lot of time on Well, that's why. It's probably because, easier for no, you. you no,
3: yeah. you don't know him, so you can just go and just be as savage as you want. Indeed. The key, court, uh, is to not think of them as people. Ah, yeah. And to make sure they never look you in the eye. <laughs> well, since Court is a professional misan- misanthropist, yes, it's easy. Yes. A what? A misanthropist? I forget how you say it.
10: Hold on, I got it. Oh,
5: yeah, mis- yeah misan- misanthropic. misanthropic. No. Yeah. Well, mis- mis- oh, no.
3: Okay. Oh, I th- thought you were going for the word misandriest. Mis- What's that? Uh, that is a ma- That is a woman who hates men. And so I thought you were, like, talking about his... I thought you were going for the junk there. No, no. I thought you were going for the sack. <laughs> I said going for the a sack. misogynist. I, I thought... But well, there's a misogynist as my- a man who hates women. A misandriest is a woman who hates men. And, and a a mis- I thought it was like a double joke. No, right. a misanthropist. Like he is- hates people. Yeah. I thought you were basically calling him like a bitchy woman. Yeah, but thanks for picking up the slack on
1: that, though. That's right? what...
3: You can hear more of this <laughs> amusement <laughs> tomorrow. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back after this. We'll wrap oh it up. Like us at three. Michael Marish at seven. Uh, we are now uh, twenty-nine hours away from Rick Emerson listener party eleven happening tomorrow, May fifteenth, eight p.m. Crystal Ballroom. Stay right there. We now enter the saddest part of the broadcasting day, the final segment of the Rick Emerson radio program. How long do we have here?
5: Like a little over six minutes.
3: A half minutes. We never have six minutes. Jim never vomits at home. Well, I don't even know what to do here.
5: Well, should we just... Shamelessly whore the listener party tomorrow.
3: I suppose. We've only um, got one day left. Also, uh, random telephone calls. Now is the time on the Rick Emerson Radio program. <laughs> we will take your random calls, your comments, your questions about whatever Can is lurking in your brain. It's 503-733-2970. Let me find our... Uh, hold on. I don't know where it went. Uh, it's 503-733-2970. Uh, we will now be taking your random phone calls until the end of the program. Also here with us is... At saying this I'm trying to find the Dexter theme. Thank you. Uh, also here uh, with us, Courtney Fatboy from Rock 101 KUFO. All right, so backseat driving, uh, <laughs> pointing out the Dexter uh, sounder. It's right. right there. Hit that button. Go. Uh, and then uh, and then I will be uh, I'll be on joining you guys today a little bit. Yeah, yes, you will. Yeah, uh, well, you get it right at the beginning of the show, right? Yes, I will come on and uh, relentlessly uh, pimp the party. And this is actually gonna be the first one you guys have gone to, right? Yes, indeed. Yes.
10: We wanted to go to last year's, and uh, we we're working. Yeah, we're working. we We miss almost pretty much everything. So you will be happens in this city. So you will be. Uh,
3: well, because you got kind of the. I mean, it's an awkward shift. Let's put it that way. I used to work nights a yeah. long time ago, and it's a little bit strange. Because I was going to
10: call it the bit shift.
3: I yeah. wasn't going to say that because I, I respect all shifts in radio. <laughs> uh, True, there are no small parts. Right. only small actors and so forth. But I, it, it kind of, it's the good news bad news shift mm-hmm. because you sleep till noon right. and nobody can say anything about it uh but you know but by the same token it's uh, it's a little tricky because you, shows movies a television program. hanging out everything. with friends. Yeah.
7: Any, any time anybody has a dinner party. Yeah. Nope, sorry, I can't go. It's, it's a little oh, romantic life. Back. Yeah. It's a little yeah.
3: awkward. So.
10: And even that, we don't even get to sleep till noon. He's got a kid, and I just naturally wake uh, up at like I'm up at 7.30.
3: Well,
0: that sucks. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, it's 503-733-2970. Hello. Hi. You're on the Rick Emerson radio program. How can hello, we assist you?
9: Hello, hello, hello. I'm excited about tomorrow. I just wanted to tell you that I just saw a sneak preview of Tim's new movie, and it is
3: uh, Tim, uh, tomorrow, in addition to all of the, Jesus, in addition to the roast, in addition to the fantastic intro film we've got, in addition to uh, Nickel Arcade, in addition to Emerson's Starship, in addition to all of the other stuff that's going to be rolling and the beverages and the whatnot, uh, we have the world premiere of a brand new short film starring Tim uh, Riley, and Tim's acting career is the focus of some fetishism uh, among the audience, because he's wow. sort of notorious for filming things, and he gets caught out, or he ends up on the cutting room floor, or he's... You know, whatever. So tomorrow, you will be able to see a uh, brand new film uh, featuring Tim Riley. that will be world premiered tomorrow. So,
9: and it's like uh, at the end of uh, Iron Man, you got to sit through the credits. There's some special happenings at the end. Excellent. All right. It's Thank you, sir. Awesome. All
1: right. I got nothing. All right. Thanks. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Spoiler, uh,
10: spoiler: Samuel L. Jackson arm wrestles Tim Riley at the end of the movie. <laughs> at the end, at the end, does a shark jump out of a pool and suddenly grab him in mid-speech? <laughs> they go over the top like Lincoln Hawk.
3: Uh, a random phone calls to the end of the show. It's 503 five zero three seven three three two nine seventy. This email says, "Rick, I need a date. I need some skank to buy me drinks. Please, to be setting me up." Wow, <laughs> good uh, luck on getting that date. I've
5: almost well, done with, like, the date thing.
3: Really? Well, I, I the, need um, some skank. The problem, the, the 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 problem is, is that we found a date or attempted to find a date for one person, mm-hmm. and so then it was just sort of of like the clarion call, like the conch was blown. Uh, but that person
7: was a girl, though, right? it was That was yeah. a
3: girl, and she was a girl who's like a massive Star Trek fan. Uh, no, so it really movie. it went went over fairly yeah, that's, easily. That's chum the in the water. Yeah, exactly. Hi, yeah. you're on the Rick Emerson radio program. Hello.
6: Well, I guess this is the moment I get to ask the question. I've always wanted to ask a radio person. Yes, sir. What's the deal with radio people? How you can't name the station of some other show like... If I say K-E-X, you're like, am I allowed to say that? Do you think people are just going to, like, jump off and go to another station? Or what's up with that thing in radio?
3: area oh, Man asks, what is up with that? Uh, I, uh, well, I don't, I don't have any. I think that's a holdover. Goodbye.
1: Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm guessing he's still listening to the radio guess, for that answer. So I'll want, take my K- answer up there. That's, yeah. totally, that's another
3: one of those radio things. Uh, thanks, Rick. I'll take my answer uh, later. Yeah, uh, I'll tune
10: into 1190 KEX to find that out. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I
3: think it's. I, I think that is a holdover from sort of a different era. Uh, I think that is from. The, the, you don't really
10: do that, do you? No, we no, no, don't. don't, care. don't. It doesn't matter yeah. to me. No? I mean, it's.
3: It's not like people don't know that there are other
10: radio stations. Yeah. yeah. Like they're wandering in the snow blindness. Like oh, these other <laughs> stations. I would have never known if you hadn't said it. Anything. I mean, and we yeah. We have I,
5: friends that work at all, you know, for all the different businesses. Like we talk about Squid all the time. We work on ninety four seven. Yeah, right. Right. it doesn't matter yeah, to yeah, me. We called on Daria
10: cool.
7: the other
3: day too. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that people, you know, that the people are aware that there are other radio stations. I mean, it used to be that way in TV too. If you would watch the Carson Show, uh-huh. and they would bring somebody out, and then Johnny Carson would say, uh, "My next guest is Dennis Franz. He stars in Hill Street Blues, which airs Tuesday nights on another network." Right. Yeah. And they used to say another network, and I just don't, you know. Whatever. It's, so, it's
10: pointless. It I do not matter. Everyone knows. I mean, the channels are right there on, on the TV, on the radio. They're, they're
3: there. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got this Rick about, this is about Dave Zinn's ballot, on which he voted twice, then <laughs> yeah, explaining that's... that, quote, he was going to white out uh, one of his votes. He worked. was going to yeah. get, like, liquid paper and, and white one, one of those out.
5: cool-sounding names.
3: Says, so Rick, I got that ballot in the mail, too, though I really do try and uh, vote and understand things. I stared at those two ballot measures that were seemingly the same for about five minutes before it ended up in the trash. But, no? Not even the recycle. Recycling bin, <laughs> just the trash. He, he says,
10: whole, "You know, you can fill out an incomplete ballot, and the votes that you uh, voted on will still count." Would you like to know who uh, who this email
3: is from? Who? Todd the Corpse. So,
1: wrong
3: with you, Not even into the recycling bin, into the trash with that ballot. <laughs> so you could have voted
10: like if you had just filled in one black circle. That ballot still would have counted for the one person you voted for. You didn't know to throw the whole thing in the trash.
7: Well, and, and if you're anal retentive enough to, if you need everything filled out look in the in the the voters' guide, nobody is opposing this thing. nobody nobody's opposing any of those three ballot measures. So you can assume that if nobody's opposing it, it's probably okay to vote for. Okay. Well, just guessing. I'm just <laughs> saying that that yeah. was my reasoning for voting for him. And uh,
10: and yes, Zinn's ballot is uh, is null and void. It's garbage. You may as well it a No,
3: it's, yeah. but he did. Did you catch that he voted for the guy named Kill just because? How can you not vote for a yeah, guy named Kill? Yeah, that's the thing. Kill? He came
10: down. He was like, well, how come you're not voting for all these people with the funny names? Yeah. I'm like, well, because I actually like to know what I'm voting <laughs> for. <laughs> for, for, for. Kill and Fool? Sam
7: Adams and Fish because they're funny.
10: Yeah, their names are cool. Wow, well, that's I. Uh, you know what? I'd rather not vote than vote ignorant. That's that's my
3: whole outlook on the thing. Cordon Fat Boy, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Uh, and by the way several people have emailed in to say that the word is misanthrope. Misanthrope? So, yeah, but yeah.
10: if I say it like I'm talk like he's misanthropic, I'm pronouncing it right, right?
3: I suppose. You don't know that's like that word anthropomorphization or whatever yeah, it is.
10: Yeah.
1: So, I never yes. know how that
3: works. Corden, Fatboy, Rock 101, KUFO 7 to midnight tonight. And roasting tomorrow night, Rick Emerson, Listener Party 11, uh, Thursday, May 15th. That is tomorrow, 8 p.m. at the Crystal Ballroom. We want to thank senior Radio correspondents Ed McCarthy and Amanda Moyer. Uh, join us tomorrow when our guests will include Joan Embry from the San Diego Zoo. Uh, Rick Emerson show produced today and every day by the lovely and talented Sarah Stillen for AM 970. Solid State Radio and the news from Tim Riley and the phones. Richie Bristol, the gatekeeper's days in. The web mistress is Bridget from upstairs. Director of engineering, Brian Jones. And CBS Radio Portland marketing guru, Susan, don't F with me Reynolds we are now uh 27 hours away from Rick Emerson Listener Party 11 we'll see y'all tomorrow like us next Michael Mara show at 7 see you at the recap 10 tomorrow and the show at 11 bye now I regret nothing I'm huge
1: bye <laughs>